Amazing to like, like we were saying a little bit a few minutes ago. Like, it's been years. I I talk to you like almost weekly through email. I know. I think I probably email you more than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she's just on the other side of the home theater. Oh, she's not in the home theater, but she's on the other side of the home theater door. She's probably listening in, even though she's like, "I'm just going to be reading." <laughs> oh yeah, I'm going to be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, honey, the book's upside down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have, I should have done two doors in here. I yeah. Done the double door. Yeah. Eventually, I think I will. I mean, I don't even have the door frame all sealed on the inside here. Yeah. You can see my you can see my Atmos speakers right above I me. I can. <laughs> what are those? Are those look, now are those round speakers or are those box speakers you put in the ceiling? Because you've got that little like it looks like you were in. So what it is? It's a drop down ceiling. Yeah. So I just kind of refinished it when I was redoing this area here so i had made some backer boxes so they're just they're oh. in ceiling speakers okay but i'd made some backer boxes for it because right above here is a dining room in mm -hmm. front of me and then the living room behind towards the back of the, yep. the room so just to prevent some of the noise traveling throughout and it, i guess it's supposed to help you uh this frequency response of the speakers as well right to get a little bit yeah. lower yeah yeah it makes sure everything's going in the correct direction <laughs> well, and the, and that's not bleed. The noise isn't bleeding everywhere because I mean it's just a drop down ceiling, so it's not even like right. It's not even like there's like drywall sealing all the joist cavities together, kind of thing, right? Yeah, so it's, they're all oh, communicating yeah. to each other. So the backer boxes for that. I do have plans in eventually probably changing it up a little bit, but you know how it is. Oh, I forgot to. I had my sign. I I told my wife I'm going to have that sign behind me. Oh, be under construction. <laughs> Yes, yes. It's here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's funny. Yeah, everybody needs that sign, like, permanently. Um, oh, see, so you can't even see the floor on this camera view. Actually, here, watch. Actually, I don't think there's... Yeah, you if you look it. around, you can see oh, that geez. this is under construction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything's <laughs> like, scattered like, everywhere. Nice seats, yeah, though. Look everywhere. at those seats. Leather seats. You got the pattern in the middle. Well, this, these ones are the Valencia ones. I had just kind of... You know, it was before they even had all that advertisement and stuff going on. Yeah. I had seen them on some sites, and maybe there was one review or something. And then one day, I was just like, this is during the lockdown. I was with my kids, and I was like, you know what? I want to try these seats out. Like, Because what I had was initially, oh, the, sec the sofa that's in the back there. Mm -hmm. That used to be the one that was in our family room. Yep. And there was a sectional that was in here, because it wasn't a home theater kind of thing. During COVID, we decided, hey... That's instead of having the L-shaped sectional, let's turn into two rows. Yeah, yeah. For watching movies on, right? And then we did that. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, let's take the sectional upstairs. It fits upstairs nicely. So we did two rows of just the, we had two similar three-seaters upstairs. We just put them down here mm -hmm. and then put the L-shape up there, which worked out perfect. And then I was like, okay, let's try these uh, home theater seats out, right, that I see. So I went, we drove down to a store and they, they actually had, it ended up being the Tuscanies that they had. Oh. And these are the same ones that I had seen online. So I tried them out. And then after sitting in them, did a demo, watched them. I think they were, had Guardians of the Galaxy 2 on. Watched that for like 15, 20 minutes. Oh. Tried out a few different models of seats. And I was like, yeah, I think I could go with this, right? Yeah. 
that, and then finally after some looking around you see you know you know how this stuff is always on sale <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> exactly marketing right marketing yeah. ads bad yeah it's everything's on sale and it's like uh I've, I've seen people get in trouble for that. Companies get in trouble for that because it's always on sale. Like you, you got to come up with a regular number. Otherwise that's the price. It's like, yeah, people have done that in the past. Um, well, yeah. Was it Sears that had ran into some, was it over here and down in the U S that they maybe. had some lawsuit because they were having some like 60% off sale, but people have been tracking prices and they jacked up their price like a month or two before the sale. And then they dropped it down. Oh yeah, at the sale price to say, oh, we're giving it to you for like sixty percent off. Meanwhile, it had been close to that price beforehand as their regular price. There's some sort of thing, yeah, false advertising thing with them. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. Oh, um. So yeah, so you, your theater, it's you've you didn't. It was a dedicated theater before because you've been in to home theater for a long time. You've been a long listener of AV Rant. You've been listening to me. Like I said, we've been talking for a long time. And then just during the lockout, you decided to build the theater? <laughs> uh, it's been kind of in stages. Like this room literally was just like when we moved into it, it was kind of like we, where we'd hang out with our friends. Mm -hmm. Where the door and stuff is, it was actually open there, open up to the rest of the basement. And then like, you know, sectionals all the way in the back. It was actually had it made. So that way it would kind of hide out. You couldn't see it when you're right walked in and all that kind of stuff. So it was made for the room and everything. And then, yeah, I just like just bought a TV for in here. I used to have an old school when we first moved in like 15 years ago. It was an old school like 27 inch TV or something like the CRT in the corner. Yeah. And then bought the LCD. It was a Sony, which is still kicking around. Like, well, like 15 years later, I'm like I can't even buy another TV, even though like I do, I did get an OLED that's not in here right now because of all the construction stuff. But it was just kind of like, okay, if I throw that OLED to the main floor, I could eventually get a 65 inch OLED. <laughs> but I can't justify it. I'm like, we have too many TVs in the house, so, oh. of which I watch maybe half an hour a week max right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it started off that it started off with an audio thing actually because we couldn't hear the speakers properly. So then I bought a center channel. Like I bought a, let's see, I think it was a boxing day sale here. So up here we have boxing day yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of uh, black Friday. So right after Christmas, the one time I was out and they had like a pioneer receiver on sale, some poke speakers that were on those like black boxing day sales. Yep. And that's where it kind of started. Uh, this part of this iteration, at least, because I was just trying, I think there's a suck out at the back of the room or something. So at the back of the room, you can't actually hear audio properly. Really? So that's huh. why I bought the speakers thinking, okay, maybe the speakers on the TV or what I had weren't weren't powerful enough. You know, they don't go loud enough. Upgrade that. I'm like, oh, okay, it's still not doing what I want it to do. But now after jumping down the rabbit hole and then looking at all the audio stuff, I didn't realize, didn't know any of the stuff about like, you know, standing waves or different positions in the room or the nulls and peaks and, you know, all that jazz that comes up with this home theater stuff. <laughs> so yeah, that was where we started. Fifty. Then I went to a fifty-five inch Sony TV down here, and then the real uh, home theater thing kind of started. I bought, I had some Validine subs here, like twelve inches, mm -hmm. actually one for my sub. Then I went with an SVSP uh, SB two thousand. Had it back in the corner, mm -hmm. and it was actually good enough for what I was using it for. 
And then one day I was on Amazon and I saw the PB13 Ultras. I looked at the price. I'm like, oh, this, are they actually on sale? (laughs) (laughs) And then I ended up buying one and bought another one. And at first, the funny thing was um, when I first set them up, they're both at the front of the room. We were watching Into the Darkness, still on my 55 inch. Was Star Trek Into Darkness or what? I forget what it's called. Yeah, the second one that we were talking about. Yep. That's, yeah, we yeah, actually talked about feet. that this week. Yeah, the opening scene with the volcano and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's been mentioned a few times on the podcast. So, oh, yeah. um, I was watching that and it's like, had the subs, I think they were on a zero two, had run like a quick calibration and everything. <laughs> it just didn't do anything. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, these things are supposed to pound. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, about the acoustics and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So we were watching. So the whole home theater projector part of it kind of started. My cousin was down. The kids and the wives, they went out to the library or something like that during the afternoon. So we're like, okay, let's watch a movie that we would like to watch. So like a sci-fi thing. It's Prometheus. So we were oh, watching that. Yeah. It's got good bass. The subs are yeah. going nicely. Mm-hmm. I changed the position of them. Actually, by that time, I'd moved the subs to the back of the room, which gave much better bass response. And the sofa was still back there. As well, literally, I think I was kind of like doing near field and room gain at the same time because yeah. the, the position of the subs. And we're watching the movie, and they're watching, it and my cousin's like, "You know, this would look awesome if it was like a big screen, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like if if the TV was bigger." <laughs> and lo and behold, that was Christmas around Christmas break, and then uh, let's see, a month or two later, I was just kind of per- going looking at Kijiji to see what was on there. It's kind of like our Craigslist kind of thing. Yeah up here and then someone was selling a one one ten inch screen and then someone else was selling like a sony projector Ugh. and yeah. it just worked up i ended up picking them up on the same day that we were out of town we were downtown toronto for something and then i think we we're downtown toronto and then on the way back the one guy was in downtown toronto that was selling it we we're and then the oh, wow. other the other half of it was on the way to where we were going like 10 minutes out of the way so we picked up both oh wow yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that's where I started. There's a the one inch one ten inch screen and the Sony projector is the was the fifty ES or something like that. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's like the I think they're uh, the is it the forty five right now? It's the ten eighty it was the ten eighty P one. Yep. And now you can see behind my head there, that's my temporary stand with my acoustic panels. <laughs> yeah, I know. You that was great because I love I, I love that you're doing that. Because I talked to, I remember uh, BJ was having, uh, BJ Horton, who's been on the show as well. And I talked to him for a while before he came on the show too. And he had a, he was talking with AV rant and he was having like, not issues, but he was getting uh, analysis paralysis, right? Like he wanted to build it, convert his garage. And he would, it's just like, the more you think about everything you have to do before you do anything, I'm like, just do it, just do something. And then once you get something like, and basically I described to him exactly what you're doing. And when you sent me that picture that day of like, you had stuff, I mean, it's literally, if people could still there, I know still it's leaning on board. Like you made these makeshift two by fours. It's like a lean to for a speaker. It is. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) And it's like, I mean, it's just something to get them up off the floor. And I mean, I know this is audio only podcast, but like his, your your projector is like literally stacked on top of 
you know, room treatments that are just thick enough that are piled together to give, it's just, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't put fine China up this way. <laughs> no. And I'm putting my like projector. Exactly. But you're like, more than that. it's worth it. <laughs> it's like, cause I can see an image, but just something so you can have fun with it. And then like you said, like what a week later or two weeks later, you're like, Oh, my, my, my progress on the room is slowed down a bit because I'm watching stuff, but that it yeah. doesn't matter. You're having fun. Right. And it's, it, it's, do you want to have fun watching? You can do that. You want to have fun working on the room? You can do that too. So I mean, it's great. Well, well building the room, it's just been like, it's like, you learn a lot. Mm. Like you look forward to it. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this, going to do this. But then once you start going, it's just like chews up so much time. It's kind of like mm. my wife is just kind of like, oh, yeah, you better just finish this room now because you've used enough of your free time yeah. on it. She's like, yeah, we're in the house too. Like, you know, we exist too. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. you know, that's the cost. Yeah. Um, I know. And it's like, I, for me, it's, it's so hard because I'll have ideas just building it just to build it. Like, I already have ideas, right? So just in your planning stages, you get all these great ideas of what you want to do. And then once you get into it and things start happening, it's like if you've ever written, written a story for, for something, right? You start out with a premise, but then as you're typing away, you'll be like, Ooh, I could add this in this detail yep. in here. Right. And so you start adding and what you, what started out maybe being like a five, 10 page story ends up being like a 20 page story because you added details that you didn't think of in the planning stages. Right. Yeah. Same thing. I, d I could just go and go for it. Like, Oh, I could add this little feature. I could add this to the room. I could do this. And then what ends up happening is I like, I gotta make sure I stay focused on like, get the room done and do the main things well. Cause I don't want to skimp on quality of pro, you know, quality of production. Right. Just by, because like ah, I do, a, I don't care. Just make this done. Cause I'm going to move on to this part of it next. So it, it, it's, it's hard because there's so yeah. much stuff you want to do, but you could just keep going. It'd be there forever before it's done. I think that's what my wife is thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> just get it done. My daughter gave me a deadline. It's her birthday coming up next month. She's like, the room better be done so I can watch the movies down there with my friends, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, it won't be done done. I don't know if it's ever going to be done done. There's always something new or something you want to change out or fix up or something like, you know, do I want to change eventually when I put my acoustic panels up, get like artwork or something on the acoustic panels to right. liven the space up. There'll always be something, but yeah. it's kind of to get it like 90% there, you know, I want to get that part done. I, like you're talking about with the, with the, like this, my... I keep on like pointing at stuff that you can't see, but <laughs> like even it. that wall I built, right? Yeah, yeah. With a door, initially when I planned it, it was going to be a double. It was a what do you call it? Double stud wall. Yeah, right. Or That's what I was going to build. So I started. I built the first frame, and then uh, when I was, and then when I started, I put it. I, was, I think it was before I, I put it, raised the frame up. I was looking at the joists and everything, and I'm looking there, going. Man, there's like plumbing that's running. If I do a double wall, there's going to be plumbing to the kitchen that's running right above it. Like the main drain is running right, almost right above the second part of that wall. Right. And that's where the practical part of it comes in, which is why I still have drop ceiling yeah. here. It's kind of like, you know what? Something happens with that plumbing or something like that. I need quick access to it. Like I don't want yeah. 
Yeah, you could. That's the thing is like I, I can do all the planning I want right now, and but you got to anytime you do stuff like this when you get on site, they call it. You know, it's like things can change because yeah, hey, I wasn't expecting that to be there or this isn't there, but I can hopefully with with my project I can mitigate a little bit of that just by saying don't put anything there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if exactly. we have to run something, make sure it's high enough so that I can do this with it. Right. And what was the height of the basement? Did you say it was eight feet? Nine. The last? Nine. I'm nice. doing a nine foot foundation. So I should be able to get an eight foot ceiling with one being separated two having to go around, um, any venting or plumbing or anything that could be going over me. So yeah. it just allows for like, I'm in a, I'm in a basic eight foot ceiling now and my, my seal, my, um, I'm at a seven foot and change is my ceiling in my basement. So I'm hoping that the new one will be, you know, if you go a foot bigger, every, everything in my room should be a foot higher. Right? Nice. So, Cause that's a, that's the, I was like, I wish the basement was one foot higher hmm. because then it would, it just like even the vent and then I like, if, well, I'll tilt the camera up and kind of, oh, the lights there. Yeah. Life. yeah. Uh, let's see if I tilt it this way. Can you see up there? So yep. that's like the bulkhead. Oh, okay. So yeah. see how I stepped it there? Yeah. So putting that little bit there. So that way I have like uh, more clearance right above towards the front of the room. Yep. Adds another like week of work, right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like all those little things, but yeah. But uh, like, if you already have the extra height, because I don't have the height. Right. Oh goodness, uh, my wife had this all set up for me because she actually uses this for work. <laughs> this kind of stuff. Oh, that's great. Right. There we go. But um, but like I was like, yeah, if I had that extra foot of height, then I wouldn't have had to make any of these extra corners and you know have the different heights in the yeah in the bulkhead because they're trying to keep head clearance and then i was like oh it would make it so much easier to do like any kind of other soffit work or yeah because now in the back like when you're on the back row well because i'm my makeshift projector thing mm. the seats are like an extra six inches forward than they normally would be uh if i'm not careful and i stand up quickly and i lean forward i can bash my forehead against oh, the <laughs> bulkhead <laughs> like it's not an issue for the kids right. who are the ones that are most likely to jump up quickly and do something they're not going to hit it but yeah but i was just walking on them like oh this is getting a little uh a little close yeah and but, but think, that's that's the compromises we do to get a theater in get the theater yeah. in there there's things like i'm gonna wedge this in there one way or the other <laughs> it's like, yeah exactly and that's what you gotta do it's, well even like just in terms of the seats like uh it's like, okay, do I want like, you know, theater seats in the back or anything like that? First I was looking at it and like, oh, it'd be nice to have theater seats in the back. But do you know how many times I just like slept on that couch in the back? There? <laughs> yeah. It, I'm wondering that myself. I, I love having my theater seats. I love having the look of that, but there is um, something to be said for having both. Right. Yeah. And it's like, I see for me, my prime seating is the second row. So that's where I would have theater seat, ugh, theater seats. But then maybe I'm thinking putting putting like a couch to match similar right. in the front so that you can just pile people on there if you need to. Or they actually have them. Some of the ones I've been shopping for, you can buy the couch, but then you get the insert so it looks like a theater seat. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I saw yeah. that. On, yeah, you can just put the armrest in yeah, there. Yeah, it, it slides it. in between so you get the armrest. 
So you can make it into three or four seats or you pull them all right. out and it's just one big couch. So I'm think I think that's what we might end up doing for that just to have the look all the time. But if you got to pile a bunch of people, you can just pull that out. But the but main you, seating would you be seats. using the room for anything else other than watching movies and TV or video gaming? I think your son. Well, he won't be right video now. gaming Current in this one. one because he's no. got his own now. So, or will have his own at the time. Um, no, I think the only other thing I use them for would be like entertaining for big sporting events, like people over for the Super Bowl or well, anything like week? that. What's that? Nice. That's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that about like, you can just keep going on designing and stuff. When I built this one, the, it was 2001 when I started and I finished and that was December of 2001. And in January of 2002, the Patriots were going to the Super Bowl, And it's like all the while I'm building it, I'm thinking, wow, Patriots won again. And then, then they won again. And we had the snowball and they, and they're like, imagine if they went to the, imagine if they went to the Super Bowl, and I'm like, I got to get this room done. So I just kept working and working and working. So I turned that entire room around in like six weeks. I was just like, yeah, you're saying it went quick from nothing to, but that was part of my motivation. It was like, all right, let's get this box up there, get the, you know, get everything framed, get this done. And I, I was finishing touches were going on the week of the Super Bowl and it was like that was it and I was done and in it and we watched the Super Bowl there and I probably had 15 people in that room you know oh no, yeah yeah and it didn't and like yours I only had couches in there at the time I didn't have my theater seats for like a year after that um but yeah just couches in there I had a bar set up at the back yeah um, so we were all standing there I know where I was standing when they that was the first Super Bowl they Patriots ever won They'd been to two others and got killed, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so that, that when you have a goal in mind, and I think on this next one, my goal in mind is to get one, get out of my house. I don't want to leave here and have no theater when I get there. Right. right. Because I don't want to have to, one, I'm not going to come over to my son's house to watch a movie. But at the same time, I want this set up and ready oh, to just go. Think of the nostalgia of that. You'll be back in your home theater yeah yeah well and that's what i said i said to my son about like upgrading stuff for this one and he was like anything i think of i'm like do you want to do that and he goes no let's leave it as it is for at least for a little while and then we can compare the new one to this one and stuff so that'll be fun you know we're only going to be like 10 or 15 minutes apart so so die hard will still be at the current one uh i don't know well we joked about it if, if, if I'm in, he thinks I'm going to be, I'm like, ah, I'd love to be in by Christmas this year, but if we can do it, we would do a home and home if they're both done and we'd watch yeah. it in both places. And that would be our diehard conversation next year. So if it doesn't right. happen next year, it'll be here. And then it'll, that conversation will happen the following year where we compare the two and yeah, it'll be fun. It's, I mean, it just adds a whole other element to the whole like a being stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Jump in the car, go watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> Although they always talk about the auditory memory thing. That's what a few seconds. What is it? Like yeah. it could be anything at all. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what will be fun about it too, is I think that's going to bring a lot of credibility to that. Be able to go and one will be fairly more like, 
more substantial. It'll have yeah. a higher end stuff. It'll have that. Like I'll have the video processor in place where this place won't anymore. I'll right. have the better equipment. I'll have better whatever. And then watch something and then jump in a car and drive across town and watch it again and be like, I, I don't, I, I could picture my son being like, I don't see that much of a difference, dad. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, I know, I know, but it's, I'll see differences, but I'll bet you most people wouldn't. And cause most people, like you said, when you were building yours and people come in and you got a fifth, how great would this be with a big screen? That's what's impressive to people. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's going to be fun. It's all fun. It's all yeah. fun. It's is uh, just thinking with yours, you, some of them you've watched so many times, you wouldn't even need to see it in your current st- uh, home theater because you'll remember <laughs> Top Gun, Maverick. You won't even need to watch it no. at your current house because you'll remember <laughs> it oh, yeah. so many times. Well, and that's um, um, what's going to be another thing will be fun is like my screen will be bigger, but I'll also be sitting slightly further away. So I'm, I'm sure that it'll be a better, a, a bigger experience because. Right now, I'm about 10, 11 feet away on a 110-inch screen, and I'll be about 12, 13 feet away on I'm going for a 130-inch screen. So it's oh, nice. kind of relatively the same, but there's just something to be said for, to me, it's always been, you could sit really close to a 55-inch and still have the same field of view, but it still just feels like you're sitting really close to a 55-inch, oh, yeah. right? As opposed to, like, you could actually sit further away from a big screen, like 110, 130 inch screen, and it still feels bigger. It, your your field yeah. of view might be narrower than if you sat close to the 55, but it's still like wow, like because you there's something in the room. to that. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's it. It might be psychological. It might be just depth perception. I don't know. Well, there is something to the like yeah the bigger screens. Like when you go into a theater, theater, it's like huge you know like yeah. the screen is huge even though yeah your field of view might not be as big there's something about that you, know, you go to a little waterfall or you go to niagara falls right like yeah exactly <laughs> right? you see the falls from a distance or you see a smaller thing closer up yep but, like you know there's something to the scale of it, right your brain i think knows the scale when you're in a movie theater it, it, yeah. it can tell you're in a big space right yeah that's it yeah exactly you put it perfectly scale it's you, you get that scale like little people walk by in front of it you get that scale right and it's like somebody walks in front of you while you're sitting you know three feet away from a 55 inch screen and you're like the whole screen disappeared because the giant person just walked in front of you (laughs) yeah you know a little different not not as exciting yeah so yeah when you're theater unless they walk right in front of you right closer to the screen you see the little head walk by but yeah majority of the picture is still available to be seen right exactly exactly so what do you um have you been mavericking it up in your room? You mentioned nope, Maverick. not yet. I am saving it for once this thing is. That's done. why and I like, mentioned it. <laughs> You're waiting. I am waiting. It's funny because uh, I was just had dinner with my old boss from a, a previous job, and then I hadn't seen him in a bit. And he was just taught. He's like, he's retired now, and he was just talking about Maverick. He goes, "I find I went out and saw Maverick. Like you know, he's always, he doesn't go out to watch too many movies, and he's like." I told my son, okay, we're watching this one in the theater. They went, they got the nice, they went to the nice VIP theater with the nice comfy seats and everything. Watched it, loved it. And then he watched it again at home. On, it was on some streaming service or something like that. And then he was ready to watch it another time. 
right? And his son's like, Dad, you're watching like so many times the same movie. He's like, yeah, I could watch it another few times. It's that good, right? <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it, especially in your theaters, it, it in the theaters, it's so much fun to watch. It's just, there's so much to it. How, you haven't seen it at all? Not at all. I was supposed to go. Theater. I was supposed to go watch it. Something happened. We we're planning to go, and I'm not sure what happened. It just didn't end up happening. Just like Avatar, kind of like planning to go see it in the theater, the new one there, and it just hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just like yeah, yeah. those are like yeah, Maverick is kind of one you want to see in the theater. Oh yeah. The problem, one problem I am having, like even though I went to the VIP one or whatever, I'm not sure if it was the VIP one or what whatever one it was we watched like black adam during the christmas holiday somewhere hmm. and went to the theater and watched that i just noticed how raised the black levels are <laughs> it's like so bad so oh, you yeah. go there it just looks so gray like yeah it's not even because i have a jvc or anything like that like i know my thing's not calibrated properly or anything right but you just like you look at it and you're just like oh goodness this is like it's so raised up like it could be so much deeper black without being black black but right yeah. Like, why do I notice this stuff? Just watch the movie and enjoy it. Like, why are you noticing this stuff? Right. Yeah. And it, but see, and that's, what's interesting about like getting into, you know, black levels at home. And it's like, there is something to be said for that too, is like your, the film, the cinema feel at home where it's like watching something on an OLED, it just doesn't feel as natural to me. Right. And it's, oh, yeah, I don't you know. Switched over to that, right. I had, yeah. In the living room. So it just, it doesn't feel as natural. It's, it's probably like, it's not that I don't like it. I do like it. It's, it's great. And it's great for watching, um, regular television content. And, you know, because it does, it makes everything pop. It looks fantastic. Your, your depth of field, that deep black comes back out. And, but then you have the brights. It's really, really nice. Great contrast. But it just doesn't feel cinema natural to me. Much like people probably think of like high frame rate, right? right? Like that doesn't look right. It's closer to reality, but it doesn't look right. We're used to seeing it in, in you know, 24 frames per second. And it's like, it, but if you ramp that up, it just doesn't feel right. Similar to like your black levels being that deep just doesn't feel where in the world, right, even yeah. in real life, when you're looking through your car window, it doesn't, they're not that deep or You'll get right. glare in your eyes just from looking at the sun. You're black. All the black levels, there's nothing in front of you. No window, no nothing. You're just looking at nature. Your black levels don't get that deep. <laughs> it's right. like, because it's just your eyes have trouble doing that. But on a concentrated situation on a television like this, you can get that. And it's nice. It gives you that sense of 3D. We need HDR. We need this. Um, I think that's the direction of, you know, passive 3D. But it just, there's something about that. Like now, yeah, you go to the theater, it's not as good. You want a little bit closer to like, I think that's what like a project, a good projectors are a good yeah. compromise between the two. Like you're getting a little better than the theater, but it's not completely like what an OLED can do. And so it gives you that little bit of a, uh, an improved cinematic feel. You call it that compromise in the middle. Have you so. ever been to those like Dolby cinemas or anything mm-hmm. like that? I haven't been to any of those like, super duper theater you know you hear about yeah, yeah. them like the their marquee theaters or whatever like that i've never been to any of those so i have not i've never i don't know what those look like yeah but how's the black level and stuff on those decent 
decent. The IMAX, I've never done an IMAX laser. I've done the IMAX cinemas, which are supposed to be, those are really nice, great. Like, I, I just recently saw Avatar, uh, Way of the Water in there, and it does. It looked, the, the imagery was really, really nice compared to, I saw it 3D I, I, in a regular uh, showcase cinema with X+. Plus, so it was their high-end might even that might have been a laser projector. I think that might have been laser, um, their X plus, but it, there's just something like the IMAX was better. It's bigger. It's grander. It's all of that, and it, that can get a little distracting from the movie as well because you're like, oh wow, but it, like you really, <laughs> I mean, you felt like you were there. It was it was in the you felt like you were in the movie, um, but Dolby. I don't really, it's been a while, but I don't really remember being like, wow, the picture is great. What with Dolby, it was the sound. It really was. It was, that's the best sounding theater I've been in. Um, right. It, you know, and it, that's where you get the bass because they actually do the, the transducers are in the seats. It has great bass anyway, so you can feel it. So you're getting a little bit of both. Or you're getting right. a lot of both. <laughs> so, it, but I mean, the clarity of sound is great. So it, that was really, that's really nice. So. Yeah. Like the one I've been, the one we have here, it's like an IMAX enhanced, not IMAX enhanced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, IMAX one. So it's not the, it's not like the full scale right. IMAX, but it's one, you know how they're, they're, they have those other ones that are a little bit smaller versions of IMAX. Mm -hmm. So when I've gone there, I've noticed the sound seems a little crisper. But I just find that the bass is just so, it feels overdone. Like, well, I watched Dune on it. Yeah. And like the image is nice and crisp and clear. Uh, didn't have the same black levels, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like nice and clear, clearer than I think I remember seeing it before. Um, but the bass, it just felt bloated. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it just, I was like, this is too much bass. Yeah, I like my bass, but it just. It's not as accurate. Clean. Yeah. yeah. It just seems off a little bit, right? Yeah. And that's what we say all the time. IMAX, they, it's just like they just like more volume, not clean yeah. bass, not that just louder bass. And they're, you know, so you're not getting the, like you said, it just sounds muddier. Like instead of getting a boom, like yeah. a, an instantaneous boom, you get a boom. Yeah. And you're like, Wait. and that's not as fun. It doesn't punch you in the chest. It's just really loud, but it just a boom and it rolls and off. I think We've got used to do the cleaner sounds at home. So, yes. so yeah. we have uh, something to compare it to. Yeah. Once you dial that in and you know what it should feel like and you're like, ooh, like uh, that, I, the one I saw in uh, Dolby Cinema was the trailer for, uh, I forget which one. It was the first uh, Mission Impossible with Henry Cavill and he like cocks his fists in the trailer and he's like, doo -doo, and, the, and the sound, the bass went with it. Oh, yeah. And it's so disappointing when you see that scene in the movie and there's no like base to it because it's just a scene and he just like cocks his fist like boom boom, but right. there's no boom boom. So you're just like, oh, that was a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched that trailer over and over trying to get my system to sound like that. And then when I finally, it was shortly after that, I got my SVSs and I, you know, put them in, centered them front and rear. And I'm like, boom boom. I was like, Dolby Cinema. I was like, I've made it. I'm there. I'm like, I mean, and I can feel it in my seat and I can feel the different frequencies, uh, like different feelings of bass that you get. Cause some come up right. through the floor, some punch you in the chest. 
Uh, had a new one this week where it actually comes down and hits me. That was interesting in Wakanda forever. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the bases, it, there's so much to it, it, that you can't just, it can't just be a boom. <laughs> exactly, yeah. One note wonder, right? Yeah, exactly. Like my car trunk used to be, right? Nothing on mine? No, I got installed. The guys did a decent job. Because like once they got to a certain point, it just all sounded similar. Probably we hit the resonance or whatever was yeah. in the car there. But yeah, base I found like that was the biggest upgrade I found for the movies. Like the screen was nice, obviously. Like when I did, yeah. Like even going from the when I had the S the uh, going from my Validine to my SB two thousand, I think that was the biggest jump. Even going to the PB thirteen Ultras from the SB. 2000 yeah. like in this room it's not a huge room it's what like almost 11 by 20 ish just a little bit under that right and yeah it's, you know the the joist like the bottom of the joist above is 91 inches because i remember from when i was okay gotta do half an inch clearance give a like you know, a little bit of clearance here when i was cutting the drywall for the stuff i remember that number quite well <laughs> right so it's not a huge area yeah so the and i mean before yeah it was open to the rest of the basement so like, you know, it couldn't pressurize or anything, but the main bass frequencies and stuff, the SB2000 gave a good, yeah. good enough for that, right? Like, yeah, the PB13s, if I really want to pressurize it, when you go to the super low superhero base, superhero movie base levels, yeah, you can, there you can tell the difference, but for majority of the content, mm. I found it was enough to just fills in the spectrum for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Dunkirk. Have you watched that one? Yeah, that was a loud movie. At the beginning. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to say about uh, IMAX in the theaters. I found that the, just the average sound level sounded louder than it than I'm used to. Like, it should have. Yeah, that's. What I just think they're like they're trying to improve. Like they have a great picture, no doubt about yeah. it. That's what they're known for, right? But instead of actually giving you a dynamic, like a more dynamic sound, which is what. Dolby, I think, does. They give you the nice volume, but it's very dynamic. So that's where the details come in because you need the quiet as much as you need the loud. Yeah. They just took something less dynamic and raised the volume on it just to, so you were like, wow, that's crazy loud in there. No, that's not what it's about. That's, and that's why you get that muddied feeling because it, it raised all levels, not just everything. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to raise the noise floor too, you know, because that takes away your, how dynamic something is you just want yeah. your louds to be louder and your quiets to be as quiet as possible similar to hdr on on your television you know yeah you don't want to make your black levels really deep but now your brights came way down that's where hdr comes in so you have a higher dynamic range and it's like and we've done that back in the day when you had just a you know 480 television and no hdr no nothing and it was like I can make it really bright, but now your black levels get higher and higher, oh, yeah. right? More and more gray. Or I can make it look really dark, and it's like, oh, look how black that is. Well, yeah, but everything, your contrast ratio is so narrow, anything. it just <laughs> slides back and forth. And so yeah. you try to compromise in the middle. And now we're getting, tech is getting so good that we're able to get, we're expanding that contrast ratio out as far as we possibly can. In both, in both instances, sound and picture. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Dunkirk. I watched it in here. I think it was soon after I went from... So we go from the 55-inch to the 110-inch. And then 
from that, I can't remember if I changed my screen first. No, I think I changed to the JVC. Mm-hmm. A year or two later, I changed to JVC, kept on hearing all this great stuff about it. And then, because this has more power than the other one did, I also was like, hmm, I can fit a bigger screen in here too. So then I went to the 120-inch screen, like the drop-downs. Yeah. And then right around that time, I think, is when I watched Dunkirk. When I, Man, that thing was like, <sighs> I normally don't listen at reference at all. But it was just like the, the kids weren't in here. So I was like, okay, let's <laughs> go a little bit higher. Let's just get closer to reference than, normal, than I would normally listen to it. And I had to bring it back down. I was like, oh, this is too loud. Even without the kids in the room, I was like, I, I yeah. can't do reference on this movie at all. It just seems like it was louder. It's great, though. Oh, yeah. it's I, it, I haven't watched that movie since before I started this podcast. Since I started the Brightside Home Theater podcast. Because, oh yeah, because and now that's over three years. I haven't seen that movie, and I love that movie. the The problem when I started this podcast, um, I'd already been doing Brightside Chat with John for almost a year at the time, and I was like, I, I think I want to do a home theater one by myself. So right. I talked to um, a friend of mine who. He wasn't a friend of mine at the time, and he he was doing a podcast as well, but I he had way more experience with it. So I, I wanted to pick his brain and he, get some advice on how to do them by yourself, how to advance my other podcast. So we met a few times, talked about this stuff, but he had his doubts about this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know. Who's going to want to listen to that? I go... I think there's people that I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm, and I had the gist of what, what it became. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and I said, uh, you know, I'll break down a movie or I'll do something like that. And he, he just had his, he goes, all right. He goes, well, as long as you haven't, you think it's, you're going to have fun. And that's the thing. As long as you're having fun, who cares? But I said, I go, would you be willing to come on? I go, we'll talk. I go, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about Dunkirk. And he was doing a movie podcast at the time where he reviewed movies like him and his buddy, like Siskel mm-hmm. and Ebert, though. It wasn't like home theater aspect. It was literally right. like just, what did you think of these movies? And they did a great job. Uh, they're since not podcasting anymore, but he, I was like, I'll, we'll, I'll save Dunkirk for you. And, oh, yeah. And then I started the podcast, obviously, in the fall of 19, 2019. COVID hits, he was already busy. So it was like, it's just always, now every time I see the movie, like in my hand, whether it's the 4K, yeah. I own it on Kaleidoscape. I have it. Yeah, I have it in all the places, but I'm. You have VHS as well as it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I have it in all the places. I just like, I'm like kind of saving it for him, <laughs> but I have no need to. I could watch it again when I do. But I was saving that for him, and and it's not like I have been out of content to watch. But I that's a I can't wait to see that one again. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you can save it for your new place. I know. Now I know. There's always another thing to go. Another, like, oh, yeah. that can be one there. I can't, I can't wait to watch Star Wars again. On the I was gonna say place. Star Wars would be first, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Star Wars would be first. Um, then uh, probably Terminator Two, Die Hard. Um, that's why I'm hoping to be done for Christmas. That way I can oh, make, yeah. roll it all right in. Um, yeah, definitely. And then there'll be a few others in there. And then, you know, Maverick. <laughs> How many times is the question? 
Yeah. Yep. Oh, you could do you could do it from the disc, and then you could do Kaleidoscape, and then if you have it on Blu-ray, which is included as part of the 4K disc, yeah. probably compare that. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have all that. <laughs> yep. It's there'll be no shortage. Yeah. <laughs> no shortage of stuff to watch. No shortage of content for sure. And it, at the same time, when your subs and everything going, you'll be testing out the structure of the new house. See how well yeah. it's built. <laughs> <laughs> that I built. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, how good do the sound isolation clips work that you, uh, well, to isolate the room from a room, right? That's going to be important too, because my parents are living there and it's all right, single yeah. floor living. So they're going to be, they'll be on the other, complete other side of where the, where I'll be in the basement. They'll be up. And on the other side of the property. So I was going to ask you that as they can, but yeah, I was going to ask you that specific question to say, Hey, when you build it, are you going to have it? So that way they're on the opposite yeah. end of the house. So that way, if you have a movie going, you're not waking them up or no. disturbing them. Yeah. That's the, the way it's designed out right now. The theater will be under the spare bedroom and spare bath. And okay, good. a little yeah. bit into our, the master bath. So not too bad, even if it, you know, I think if my wife's in bed, even if there's a little bit of a, it's going to be separated as much as I can possibly do it. But, um, well, it'll be separated from the house a hundred percent, but you're still going to get, I'm, I got to imagine, you're still going to get like a little bit of a, but not like the reverb through the whole place. Oh, and the other good thing with, uh, well, I guess with a deeper bass too, is you're not, as, we're not as sensitive to it. So even if it's, yeah, like obviously it's hard to contain it in the shell. No matter what you do, unless you go to those crazy, crazy uh, designs. Yeah. But even with that, like, you know, you get a little bit out, but if you're a distance away and the volume, like, you know, the room's knocking off like 20, 30 dB from that, you're not really going to, you're not really going to, it's not going to be much of something that bothers you, right? Because it's going to be such a low volume. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and, I, it's like, even when you go to a, mo- a regular commercial movie theater, you stand outside the door, you can hear something going on. It's just yeah. not like it's not as full bore. You're like, you're not like, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm anticipating. Like if, when you're in the basement and like, even to get upstairs, there'll be doors to leave the theater. There'll Mm -hmm. be a door. Then you'll come out and potentially there could be a, there will be a door there, whether it's closed or not, but there'll be almost a hall to get to the rest of the basement. Then there'll be another door to go upstairs. So like the whole basement will be contained. So it's almost like two containers just to get oh, up yeah. the stairs. So everything, you know, and then, you know, the stairs are going to be open when you get up to the top. It's not going to be like a, a cellar door. It's going to be open right. to the side of the living room. Um, but the, the door will be in the basement side. So sound won't be traveling up there that way. Um, anything that leaks out of the room itself will then be able to you know, maybe permeate through the rafters or something, right. but that won't even be much. Right. So it's like, I'm like, I'm hoping, you know, that makes it a lot quieter than what I have now. But so you're doing a room within a room and then you're going to do, are you doing like double drywall, green glue? I guess oh, you don't yeah. have to do, you don't have to do channels and clips cause you're. Yeah. The room within the room is going to be basically, it's a room separated from the basement other than right. the floor. Right. I was going to ask you about that too. Are you doing the whole floating floor thing that people do? And then do you it, do the sill plates to isolate the walls from the foundation and all that jazz? Uh, I am going to try. 
that might be the one that if the budget is too tight, I might skip that. But there is a there's a whole entire floor I can do that separates the floor. You know, it'll it'll take that away um, and separate everything from everything. Well, you could get John to do a Patreon thing to help with help separate my home theater from the foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. John would do that. Good job at trying to get you get that fully funded through John. I can't like do that. I don't I don't even <laughs> like getting the money just for the podcast. I would never put in help me build my theater. Jeez. Come on, it's for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. I know. Well, it is, but it's for me. That's yeah. my hobby. I don't want to be like, oh. Well, you can incorporate it, turn the podcast into a business side stream, and then say, oh, it's a business expense. <laughs> well, you can. That's the thing is you can, but then you can only do that for so long because eventually it just becomes a hobby because they'd be yeah. like, you're not bringing in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, you, but in the meantime, you get to write off all of your, you could take three years of losses or whatever it is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I have an accountant from my own business and he's like, yeah, we could do this. So I'm like, yeah, but I don't even like the idea of just even doing and like, get it. What am I doing? I'm going to save a few bucks on taxes. I can write off my, like I, if I did it this year, I could write off everything I'm putting into it. And then what, three years down the road, it's like, oh, well, it was just a hobby. I just feel like that's kind of like... <laughs> well, the business didn't take off, right? Yeah, exactly. Just throw, throw a bumper down there that you painted or something, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, I know. It's like I could just come on the podcast once a week and talk about painting bumpers for five minutes. There you go. The whole thing. <laughs> it's yeah. like part of my business. It's an advert brought to you by Envision Bumper Repair. <laughs> hey, you know what you could do is you could... Uh, you could do custom speaker painting. I've painted speakers before. I've painted yeah. everything. I've painted speakers. I've painted. You'd be surprised. I name something that you probably think I haven't painted, and I'll bet you I've painted it. I have clothes. Yes, I've done yeah. clothes. I've okay. I, yeah, I've airbrushed clothes. That's an easy one. I've airbrushed clothes. I've airbrushed. Um, I've painted everything. Now oh, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you the ones that stand out to me. I painted somebody's, um, this is a simple one, but I think everybody would understand it. Um, somebody's safe in their bedroom with a, with car paint. Like I had to paint it, clear it. Cause it was, it had a really, really nice finish. So mm -hmm. I got the call because they, one of their kids fell against it or something. It was in their master bedroom. There's this giant gun safe but it had mm -hmm. this special metallic paint on it that they wanted to match and they didn't want the scratch in it where somebody fell against it with a toy or something. So I had to go in there. I'm like, you guys aren't going to like this for like days because when oh, you yeah. paint like with clear coat and stuff, it's like a fog and everything. So we opened all the windows and I painted right in their bedroom. Oh, wow. um, I painted an ATM vestibule in um, uh, World Trade uh, World Trade Center in Boston. I think it's what it is. I had to back my truck up. I did that. Uh, that was weird. Um, but I had a whole account at Batesville Casket Company, and I used to go there once a week and paint caskets. Oh. Yeah. So. We think, have done a lot of different things. Yeah. So that's the one that usually gets people to go, wait, what? I'm like, yeah. Seen caskets. and Oh, I, I hear some. Uh, Sean, what are you? Oh, I have some uh, company in here. Uh-oh. Hello. Oh, hey, Sean. 
Oh, oh, he can't hear you. I have headsets on. I know. You heard him? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he heard him through the head. <laughs> oh, yeah? Thanks, Sean. <laughs> you can shut the it's door, like buddy. old friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, DJ. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. He listens to you. He'd be like, oh, are you listening to DJ today? Oh, or Tom and, Tom and Andy. Because for the longest time, it was like, I was like, why is he saying Tom and Andy? And I asked the question. Oh, he ran Tom, away because yep. Tom Andy. Because he, he'd Andrew. always, instead of Tom and Rob, he'd be like, oh, it's Tom and Andy. Tom right? and Andy. <laughs> Poor Rob. <laughs> Autograph. Through the computer, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I get a computer autograph through the oh, computer. Autographs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay, buddy. See you later, buddy. That's great. <laughs> okay. Can you tell school just ended? I was going to yeah. say, I could hear the one kid playing piano, and I was going to say, oh, hopefully it's not picking up on the mic too much. No, I And then hear. I was like, oh, they haven't started wrestling yet, which is usually what ends up happening, and some kid's like throwing the other kid. Yeah. And there's always commotion. And then you hear the whole house shaking or something because they're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's one of us yelling at them. It's like, stop that. What are you guys trying to do? Hurt each other? <laughs> and, then, you know, it's like, it's like Groundhog Day every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, here we go again. Yep. Yeah. They're All home. Right. Who's, which one's going to cry now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, with you down there on, you know, doing this and apparently your wife's just reading, they have the run of the house to themselves. So. Yeah, right? <laughs> hey, no need to cry. You're just going to beat the crap out of each other and go play piano. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was wondering how long it would take for one of them to come in because they knew I was going to be recording yeah. soon. I know. Well, how long ago did I ask you to come on? It was early on oh my goodness. when I first started it, right? When I, I first started doing this, I said, hey, yeah. Corinda, you should just come on. And you're like, uh-uh. And exactly, then, yeah. And like I said, we talk like almost every week if every week, multiple think, yeah. times a week right and you and you kept you started i think a couple months after i asked you you had said um you had mentioned that your family was telling you to come on yes and yeah, that's what it, that was the base and i was like okay you'll be on someday just someday yeah because <laughs> <laughs> once that happens well you know my wife is like you always listen to these podcasts like you're always like, you know, you're listening to AV Ranch, you're listening to DJ. Like if he's doing it, why don't you just go on? But I've always been someone that's like, when I was a kid, like if there was, you know, you see, you see the old wedding videos from family weddings and stuff like that. Mm. You'll see me once maybe in the video. I would always have my eye out for the camera and like <laughs> duck around it. Like yeah. I used to hate being oh, on yeah. video. I still don't like being on video, like at my cousin's wedding. I, I never watched them. Oh, no. here comes another one. Oh. Here comes the oh, 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 here comes the eldest one. Hey, okay, you say hi. 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 Can you hear him? What's her yeah, name? Uh, Amrita. Amrita. This is the one. Yeah, this is the one. Uh, remember the Harry Potter thing? Oh, okay. I was, uh, she saw the Harry Potter movies and then didn't want to read the books because in her mind. All that she could see was what was going on in the movies. She like you know the faces yeah, and everything. Yep. She couldn't create her own. Oh, and then there you were is. talking about that. You're telling her to still read the books. See, yeah. see, and did you read them? No, no, they don't listen. These kids don't listen. It's actually pretty good because I when you go the other way and you read, she can't hear. But when you go, she can hear back. Gorinda, she can, can you hear? hear back when you're actually. Okay, I gave when, her one. I okay. turned out one headphone piece towards her. <laughs> No, you when you go back and read them after you've seen them, 
there's so much more detail that you actually get to learn more because now you don't have to concentrate on what the characters look like and the things that you take for granted in the movie. You're going to get extra things like they'll be walking down a hallway in a movie. All you see is like Harry walking down a hallway. But in the book, you're going to know what he's thinking when he walks down that hallway. Just as an example, it's a lot better when you read after you see the movie because you pick up so much more. So much more. And then you watch the movie again afterwards yep. and see if you can pick up on those yeah, things. Yeah, and then we run a marathon. Yes, yeah. Except my cousin. leave after the first two movies. Yeah, my, cousin, my niece is supposed to come. We're supposed to have a Harry Potter marathon. After the room is done. <laughs> After the room is done. Yeah. So, show it? so yeah, I showed him a bit of the oh, room. God. Oh, yeah. This part? Yeah, this is the one. Oh, yeah. She's the one. Hey, you have to have the room ready by my birthday because yeah, yeah. I want to have my friends over for my birthday and we, we want to watch a movie. From movie night. Oh, yeah. she's like, she already sent out invitations. What, are yeah. you, what is she going to watch? Themed. What are you going to watch? Um, we might change the plan, but currently the plan is the Edge of 17. Did okay. you hear that? I haven't seen that one. Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. I heard that. Edge of Seventeen. Yeah. 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 No, I haven't. I haven't seen that one. I don't know if that's a home theater movie up my alley, but yeah. it sounds like it's more for her. But that's yes. great. That's I think great. it's more of a tweeny tweens movie, is it? Of course. It's yeah. called Edge of Seventeen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the name gives it away. Yeah, yeah. It's all in the title. Yeah. But are you gonna go now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the third one to come. The third one's eventually gonna oh, no, make his mama, way. Mama got him to stay. Okay. It's probably motivating him with the iPad. Oh, okay. Uh, so okay. he's distracted. Yeah. 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 See, I was, I was wondering how long. I was gonna say at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, I forgot about. I, I wonder how long. I walk home and then mama told Sean, yeah. "Don't go downstairs and disturb Daddy. He's busy." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, oh. and that's the best way oh, to get okay. him to go disturb Daddy. Yeah. They <laughs> never listen to that. I exactly. I, I tell them like at nighttime. Blank paper. Oh, good job, buddy. I, I tell them don't like. I actually sleep in here. If I turn this around, let's see if I show the camera. Like you can see here that oh oh, oh there oh, oh she's pretending to be sleeping on there. But uh, oh, can geez. you see that? Yeah. That is my makeshift sleeping spot when I get if I'm having issues sleeping or something at night. Yeah. Or I'm going to bed before everyone else is because I'm waking up way before they are. Or we piss them off. Okay, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right, thanks, Amrita. <laughs> Can yep. ice cream? No, thank you. Yeah. And uh, so then I'll go there and lie down. I find actually lying down on the ground kind of helps with my uh, oh, yeah. back as well sometimes, right? Yep. Hey, hey, that's a first day when all the family, all the kids come on to the yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a like, family podcast. Um, that's It's going to be in the show title, Garinda and Family. So and, and you know, <laughs> and you know the funny thing is, they all listen, they've all heard your podcast, right? They've all yeah, heard yeah. the podcast. Yeah, well, it's on in the car. Yep, that's ex- exactly. I get. I love that when I get that comment. We get the you know somebody will email me or contact me and be like, oh yeah, we listen. The whole family listens in the car, and they you know, uh, I I don't know if you heard the one this week yet. Um, somebody wrote from somewhere over in Europe and he's like taking his wife to hospital and listening to the podcast and it's oh. <laughs> inspired conversation between the two of them. And I was like, you going to the hospital and you're telling me this. I'm like, yeah. how is she doing? <laughs> like, what happened? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's amazing. It's humbling. It's become very interactive. Yes. Starting from like doing the reviews. Oh, way back when there was someone 
that had given a critique. Oh, what did the email say? Or something about making the some things shorter. Or making oh, look at that. The iPad There's didn't the work. Third. Here's the well, third. You gotta you just get the whole the door. family in. Are you gonna say hi? No. You got any pets? Hi, Jeff. Here. <laughs> you gonna say there? There you go. You wanna Hello. say hi to DJ? Can you hear him? Hi. Hello. Okay. Hi. Do you want to say anything? No, can you turn the TV on? Okay, I'll call them for that. Okay. Okay. Three out. Five hours. Are oh, you watching Super Pets? Okay. Oh. Steve. Hey, Steve. George liked that one. Yep. Yeah. yeah so, they rented. Yep. They brought Super Pets home from the library. Oh, nice. It, it's only DVD, but it's on Minecraft. the TV stuff and Minecraft. Ooh, that looks nice. Oh, here he says, look at the Crocs. He got some new Crocs. So, oh, there you go. His birthday. Oh, those are green middle guy. and, and so decorated. Well decorated. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, who is it? Oh, it's Michael Jordan. Yeah. Oh, nice. Better. Yes, Air Jordans. Air Jordan Crocs. No, the Crocs. You know how they had those little things? What do they call those? Gibbets. Gibbets? Gibbets, those things they stick into the, the, they into they the, the decorations. Into the Crocs there? Yep. Yeah, those decoration things. Oh, yeah. So that's what he was showing me. He just. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. My middle guy, he's actually born on the Super Bowl. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? My one family friend, he actually calls him Super Bowl. Cool. Oh, nice. Huh? One of the uncles, he actually calls you Super Bowl. Yeah. So you missed yeah, the Super Bowl because he was being born, right? Yeah, he was. Oh, I, I don't think. Did I miss it? I don't know. <laughs> no, I yeah, no, attention. I had to stay. Yeah, I did have to miss it because, yeah, his uh, because of his weight. I remember the, the his sugar was a little bit low, so they made it stay a little bit longer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, you know what? I was listening to the episode this week with yourself and Carl. Oh yeah, uh, he's just like you were. He's the, yeah, there we go. He's leaving the room now that I'm talking about him. I was going to ask you, what did you do for focus? He's one of the ones that, hmm. like, you know, if it's something he really wants to play, like do, like mm-hmm. play a game, or if he's really into coloring something or doing some graffiti thing, he'll focus for an hour or two hours. Yeah. But if it's something we want him to do that he doesn't really want to do, focus doesn't happen. Right. It's, yes. Yeah. You got to, uh, you don't have to, but what, I don't know if I'd recommend what I did, what happened. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it, I mean, really what it is, is you just, and this is what I, I did with my own kids, but you just discipline, you just try to instill discipline as much as you can. And, um, and then they have to find their way through it. And yeah. I, I've said that to people that, that had kids like my, that I would say, that's how I was. And I'd be, and they'd be like, Oh, but you gotta let them be. I'm like, no, it's, I'm, I'm of the idea, like a lot of people like to ease the path for the kid and your son probably doesn't want to hear this. They would like to ease the path. Well, that's how they are. Yeah. But the world's not that to me, the world's not that way. Right. And that's how you find out your weaknesses too. And it's like, don't go into this career because you need focus in it. Like, right. Like I wanted to be an architect. I, I was like, I love to draw, but I love the engineering part of it. But I didn't right. have the focus for that engineering part of it, for that part of the education. And I learned that the hard way because I kept trying to do it, but I kept doing poorly at it. Right. right? And it, so you're getting bad grades in that or you're, or it's just not there and you couldn't focus. Don't try to be that square peg in a round hole. Go in, you got to go in another direction. So yeah. I just say just. You got to, as a kid, it sucks. He's just got to plug away. 
but it's funny too because the you know your football story how uh mm. you wanted to I play football little. yeah he's the same thing he's like a rail yeah. he's like a, a year or so ago the two of them are three and a half years apart mm-hmm. like his younger brother and him and i think there was probably maybe like 10 or 15 pounds that separated them he yeah. was not putting on any weight and like you were saying like you used to like yap Mm. This one's got that. I've been. I. I just thought like one day he's gonna come home and someone's gonna sock him. Honestly, right? Yeah. Because that's what would happen when I was a kid. Unless you're yeah. too smart. And the, but the problem I think I remember when we were kids, it was if the kid was like really tiny, even though the same age and everything as you. Even if they had a mouth on them, no one would sock them because then you're picking on the little kid. <laughs> right. Not, not. Not when we were kids. I used to get beat up by kids younger than me. And oh yeah. Was, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because they were bigger. And oh, they, right. I'd be like, and you know how bad it is when like a fifth grader beats up a sixth grader? That's a big difference. Ooh. That's not oh, cool. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I was like, I got in one recess, I had a fourth grader stand up for me and I was in sixth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I still yeah. remember his name, Danny. I, I won't say his last name, but Danny jumped in, threw a kid off of me and he beat him up. Now, Danny beat up a sixth grader for a sixth grader. That's how, and and Danny, and here's what's interesting about Danny. Danny wasn't much bigger than me. Oh, wow. But Danny could fight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And he's like, and I'm like, but but it's stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's, you got to get through it. And it's like, you know, yeah, you got a mouth that you got back. I used to get bloodied. I'd come home bloody and my, my wife, my mom would be like, don't cry in front of them. Okay. <laughs> trying not to, but I'm bleeding over here. <laughs> like, bleeding in a lot of pain. Right? Yeah. I'm like, this hurts. But yeah. no, yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. For your son, it's, there's no fix. It's, yeah. And that's the idea. If, you're, if your mind is that way, it's, it, I don't think it's going to get better. It's just what ends up happening is you learn how to, you, you, you learn how to use it and you learn what to avoid so you don't get, bored right right it's like look at my job i don't go to the same place every day i don't do the same thing every day i paint cars i do things great so i found that way of like I, I cultivated my life around that so that i'm not like stuck in a dead-end job going i gotta go to a cubicle every day and oh, which yeah. is great for some people for their focus and stuff but yeah you know so good luck yeah, I know. <laughs> I know it's not easy. Believe me. Oh, sometimes it's just like then I'm like, okay, I know he thinks differently. He's like, you know, hmm. like you know the way he thinks, the, the way he processes things are different than how I would process it. Right. I mean, everyone processes it different than all, each right. other. We all process differently. But then it's like sometimes like he'll pick up on stuff that you're like, how did you pick up on that? Like being right. a kid. But but when he's focused on something, he's focused. Like he's <laughs> and he picks up on like other like nonverbal cues that. Mm-hmm. Other people might be ignoring, you know, like he's more in tune that way. Yeah. He's probably more, if he's, it sounds like me, you sound like he's probably more focused on emotions. He probably picks up and he's probably decent problem solver. Um, he sees outside the box because he doesn't know what a box is. Yeah. Sometimes they have the solutions. Yeah. Yeah. When we had discussions on certain things, sometimes he'd be like, "Mm, I never thought of that. Yeah. And he just approaches it totally differently. Yeah. When, so I'm like, okay, it's like, okay, I don't want to squash that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, you don't want to be like, that's so bad. Like, you know, think inside the box always. Cause 
that's not how it always works. Right. It's like but there's it's more like, than okay, one way to do something. And he'll but when you're, you know, when your mind's doing all this stuff, just try to get it a little bit. I know school's not set up perfectly for you. Like that's, it doesn't work well. That structure there doesn't work well for him. You know what I mean? It doesn't. But the, and what I used to tell my kids was like, look, school, eventually, you know, college afterwards, all of this stuff is, it's not set for you to learn those specific things you're learning. My theory, my, you know, theory on it is not a theory. It's, I think it's what the, what you're doing is you're just learning how to learn. Yep. You know, it's, it doesn't matter that you need to learn whatever subject that is. It's here's a, here's a task. We got to get you to figure out how you can handle doing that. And it's through all those different tasks over your 12 years of school and then eventually college or whatever, that that's how you cultivate what you're good at, what you're bad at, what you want to do, what you don't want to do, what you really want to avoid, all of those yeah. things. And then at the end of it, you're like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm good at learning this. And then when you get your degree, that tells the person that's going to hire you, hey, he's good at learning. This is, he's done all this education. It doesn't matter what you did in there. It matters right. that you can do that and you can learn things. So that's it. I think my grades yeah. weren't good, but I learned what I was good at and what I was bad at. And that's that for the rest of your life. That's the important part. So. Yeah. I remember, uh, I can't remember if it was high school or university. There's two teachers faces that are popping in my head. And I can't, one of them I think said, uh, maybe I think it was my university one at the end of the degree was like, you now have 1% of everything you need to perform your job. You're going to, the rest of it, you're going to learn while you're out there. And then I remember one of them was saying, we're here. Like you just, we're just teaching you how to learn right now. Exactly. Like, it was, it was, I think teaching. it was at the end of high school. It was my last year of high school or was the end of university. I think it was the end of high school. We're right. like, we're just trying to teach you to learn how to learn. Exactly. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like the individual, like you're saying, the, hmm actual facts or the specific right. tasks you did those aren't the important thing we're just trying to get your mind to know how to right learn my wife's a teacher she she taught for years now she's a therapist and she taught for like almost yeah like 20 years and the thing is is and, and like you said like school's not set up for him no no, no, no. school's set up for everyone right it's got a it, and it's set up for like it's based off of your society yeah, And this is what it, the idea is. This is what it's going to be like on the other side. When you graduate and get out of here, your boss isn't going to be like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> do you need a little extra help with that after class? No, it's no. like you keep needing extra help. You don't got a job because they hired yeah. you to do a job, not two people. Right. So that's the idea. And it's like, if it's difficult for you find in that education, what is easier gravitate towards that doesn't mean that you it's bad grades aren't the end of the world it's what the grades are is like to me is like that's the okay i'm not good at that don't keep doing that if you can't do yeah. science don't keep taking science classes <laughs> like, right, you know yeah. what i mean as you get older but you gotta you gotta feel your way through and you gotta you know i just and you know try them all Try them all. Do just go through the curriculum that it's there yeah. to guide you to figure out what you're good at and what you're bad at. And then, you know, make your way from there. And it, it's not easy, but I don't that, see now let's put it back to like how you think I look at that and go, wow, how do people do that? 
how do people sit still and, and do the things that they do and concentrate? It's like, that to me is boring. Right. right. And it's like to sit and concentrate. Like I see people do. And I'm like, I, I, I can't wrap my mind around that. Just like people can't wrap their mind around how I think. And it's, you know, and some people school comes easy to them. I've well, seen see people- for him. Actually, a, a bit of it does come easy to him. So like in certain subjects, he hmm. goes through the, he can just blaze right through this stuff, but then he gets bored because he's done and everyone else is still, and right. then he wants to go talk to his buddies or like throw well, something across the room at one of his buddies or something like, you know what I mean? Like, right. That's where the social butterfly aspect comes out. Yeah, and it's he, hard for, hard to sit down and just like wait for everyone else to finish what you're doing. Cause like, Ooh, I'm done. Okay. What do I get to do now next? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, so he, he could end up being like, maybe he's not challenged enough in by that stuff. Right. And then yeah. it's like, so then you got to get that challenge in there because the kids that get, that don't get challenged when they get out of the real world, well, that's a challenge regardless, but now they've never met a challenge. Everything came easy to them, but eventually yeah. in life, things come hard to you. It's one way or the other. It's like, you're going to run into a wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does that have to do with home theater again? <laughs> Nothing. Us. <laughs> we like home theater. We're theater. talking. We're on here talking. And that's what I said. I've said it I, before with Carl. I'm like, that's what I love. Just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, because you say it goes just, yeah, I can go in any direction. Yeah. Whatever, we're more yeah. than just our home theaters. That's the basis oh, yeah. of the conversation, but we're more than that. So, you know, whatever you want to ask, ask. Just like, my goodness. I If I was just my home theater, I'd be shambles because my home theater is in shambles. I, <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> I'm the same way. It's like, oh, oh I got, there's always something to do. Always yeah. something to do with it. And I'm looking like up anything. at the Atmos speakers right up there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I discovered with this project, I discovered all round how good that, you know, the pipe wrap all round. Yeah. Those little metal things. Such a versatile invention. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's holding up my speakers. Oh. I use it to keep some pipes away from something from rattling. It's those are, like, so those are just suspended, those speaker boxes and everything that you built the speakers into? Yeah, right now they're just held up by all round. It's actually better that they're with all round because those all rounds are fastened to the joists. To so the joists, right. Yeah, the, the screws, yeah. Before, like when it was, before I tore down the back wall and the, put the new wall in here and tore down the side wall, uh, before all that, they were actually sitting on top of, uh, like, because it's a drop ceiling, so they're sitting on top of the ceiling grid. Mm-hmm. But what I did now is I, the uh, actual, the MDF, like the face part of mm-hmm. it, the front of it, the, it was wider. So it was two feet wide. So it would sit in the grid. Right. But then I was just kind of like, mm, if I'm just going to suspend these, there's no point. And then I redid the way the grid was laid out and stuff too. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to have to suspend the speakers from the ceiling themselves. Cause I have no idea what my grid is going to look like by the end of it. And I don't want to make the, make the boxes fit the grid. Cause I have no idea where this grid is going to be. And, right. And I'll never get these speakers up there. <laughs> so <it> just, <sighs> So I just put the t- put them through a table saw and cut off the extra foot that was on the side there. And I'm like, oh, look at this! If I change my speakers, I can put a new faceplate on my old boxes <laughs> or my new Atmos speakers. Because that is one of the things I'm looking at. I'm like, do I angle them? I know Tom's gonna be like, what the hell are you doing? But it's a waste of time. But I was just looking at it, going, hmm, I could redo the uh, design of the boxes a little bit, and just so that way. They're angled more towards the main listening 
Couldn't point. you just angle them by adjusting the all round the cables holding them in I place? I could. That was one of the things I was thinking of doing it as well, but then also sideways because mm-hmm. they're fitting the size uh, box that these need are it's like one cubic foot or something. And it like the back joist, they're actually only, they're like one foot apart. The front ones are yeah. 16 on center and these back ones are actually 12 on center. So there's not a whole lot of room in there to get yeah. that volume that I need and then clear all the other stuff that's in there, even like the right. uh, cross bracing and stuff like that electric wires and stuff is like, mm, I I actually uh, am a lot more comfortable being around electric wires after doing this basement thing <laughs> and installing the boxes before it would be like, you know, I wouldn't even go close to an electric wire. Like, you know, just the really? Rolex running through the seat. I'd be scared. Like I never did electrical stuff. Right. Yeah. And it was just kind of like, Ooh, what's this magic? Right. Like, is it am I electrocuted <laughs> if I see this, if I touch this thing. Right. And now it's like, you know, it's just like, okay, is a, uh, shut off the breaker mm-hmm. first. And now it's like, okay, now I'll like do another quick test just to make sure nothing yeah. is coming out of the wires. Just run the little te- uh, test. Have you zapped yourself wire. yet? No, no, thankfully not. Oh, not while working on this. I know. <laughs> My dad was saying back when they were younger, like when he was in India, they would, uh, they used to say when you, like they run 240 there and stuff. They would say when you zap, it cleans your blood. So they would intentionally just a little bit, not long. <laughs> When they're working on the motors or whatever, like for the wells or whatnot, he was like, "Yeah, they would." They say, "Oh yeah, if you get a little bit of electricity and it cleans your blood out." Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Right? <laughs> That's just to make you feel better about being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I just cleaned my blood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You messed your pants, but you cleaned your blood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the? Oh, I remember when I went there one time, and I'm just looking at my. I was in a house there and looking at the fan and literally they just had the fan. They twisted the live wire to the fans wire. Mm. And that was, there was no outlet. Like there was no plug on it. They had just hardwired it to the actual live circuit for yeah. their fan. And it's just sitting there. The connection is like right by your head, you know, and it, yeah. <laughs> fully exposed. Oh, there's yeah. no, there's no grommets and none of that no. stuff on there. What, nice. what do you call them? Rets? What's that word? Yeah. Worth? I don't know. I don't know the really terminology. Almost twisty thing, you know, to connect. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, Moret, yeah. I think they're called. Yeah. None of that there. Just the two wires. They rem- probably twisted it while the the thing was live as well, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. my. I remember the first time I zapped myself. Um, I was a little kid. I had to be seven, eight years old. And I was helping my dad. And he's like, take the plate off of this. And he gives me a screwdriver. And you got to take the little screw off the middle of the yep. face plate, right? And of course it's not a Phillips, it's a, a regular head screwdriver. So you got to hold it, keep it centered. So I have my fingers on the metal part of the screwdriver with, on my left hand, my right hand has the head of the, you know, the handle of the screwdriver and that's twisting and it slipped and went inside one of oh, the yeah. slots. And my dad laughed so hard. <laughs> Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I was, I still remember the tingle. I remember the room. I remember the outlet. I remember exactly oh. where I was. And I'm like, I was like, oh, oh. It, it, I mean, it's not that bad, but it's like to a little kid. I was, yeah. I never felt anything like that before. It's that weird sensation. eh? Like is, that, yeah, it is. It's, I remember hitting that like that when he gets out. Like I remember when I was, oh, I was kind of four or five. I was young. I remember Sesame Street was on TV. I was watching that. <laughs> And I have no idea if I put a knife or a fork or what I put into the outlet. <laughs> On purpose? I putting something into the outlet. Yeah. 
just as a kid. And like, you know, you feel that the spark. I don't remember the, that part. The jolt. Yeah. Yeah. But Kinda, I remember I don't uh, remember anything after that. I just remember yeah. it was a fork or a knife, but I woke up an hour later, my hair standing yeah. on end. <laughs> but you know that, yeah, when your muscles do that, you know, you get that shot of electricity through and it you, you get yeah. that weird feeling through it. Yeah. So I remember I had to do a nerve conduction test because mm. back in the day when you know when you're in university and you're actually working out regularly. I think you work out regularly, but I sure as heck don't. Not right now. <laughs> it's on the to do list. And this stupid room is like delaying that from happening because it's like i should be working out i gotta finish this room yeah. get this room done i remember when i used to do uh what's that tricep dips you know when you do it on the bench and you put the you put your feet up on one bench and then you oh, have yeah, your yeah. arms behind you just to work yeah, on yeah. triceps and put the plates on your thigh well i could do them but then i couldn't feel my hands by the end of the set like oh, my really? hands didn't, I, they would just go numb yeah. so i remember having to do a nerve conduction test and you kind of get that they put the machine thing and they they do it with yeah. electricity. So you get a bit of that weird tingly <laughs> sensation. Yeah. That's probably doing those isn't very good for you. Doing the the ones from the bench because you're putting them too far back and it's you were probably pinching your nerves in your shoulders because everything was going back and trying to go down. That's what you you were just probably pinching off the blood to your hands or whatever. Um when well, you do those yeah, you should like be you on a bar, like a bar on either side, like a dip station or something. Dip That's, yeah. Oh, there you remember uh, pull, doing pull downs to the back. Uh huh. Yeah, those. Oh, those like. Come on, that was in every. That was in muscle and fitness and that everything. Was Come everywhere. On. Yeah, but you had to everywhere. have your weight belt on too. Remember, you got to you wear the weight belt around the gym with your with your no fingered gloves. Oh yeah, that was back in the eighties. Ah. Oh, I remember reading. What was it? I wonder why I was weeder. Small. Weeder muscle and fitness. Yeah, the magazine. I remember. The, and you see the biceps had biceps and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... All right. I, I would just be looking at it for like an exercise routine or something, right? But yeah, like some of those things that were in there now, you're like, you look at it now, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't throw up my back doing that. Oh, yeah. And then I... We've learned a lot, but my son works out a lot now and he does all the same stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Going for your one rep maxes every week now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Got to get that. Got to get to that. I I was just saying to my son the other day, I just, I'm like, how old was I when I got to like benching my body weight? The first time I benched my body weight was, we figured it out. It was like six years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I was just, I was always like, even as an adult, just trying to get up to the, being able to bench my body weight. And as I got older, I'm like trying to like, I'm like 175 pounds, be able to get to that and be like, oh. I mean, you'd think I would have been able to do it when I was only weighing 75 pounds, but I was yeah. only 75 pounds. I'm like, I had no muscle on me. So it was yeah. like, I was always trying to catch that. And he was in college. It was his freshman year of college. And I, I, I remember I texted him. He, I think it was like his first month he was at school. I was like, I did my body weight. Wait. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I always sucked at bench. Yeah. Oh, I was horrible. Oh, and then I, uh, yeah. I remember uh, my one buddy, he was like, nice and big and strong he's like can you spot me i'm like dude i can't spot you yeah you can if i'm spotting you i'm crashing down on top of your chest with the bar like there's no <laughs> way i can hold up i forgot how he was like doing three plates no. on each side kind of thing you know what i mean like yeah no, something you, you can spot I'm like because I'm you're like, not yeah, lifting the whole thing you're just assisting them the rest of the way that's all you're doing and it's like my wife spot me has spotted me and on mine and when i i actually i was going i've never done 225 and i was going for that 
and uh, I got stuck under the bar. I got uh, I, di- I didn't have the safeties on or on, on the side. Oh, and yeah. I was like, ah! and she had to come and help me lift it. She was like, what do you want me to do? And I was like, ah! I did. That's why you, what you do is you don't put the collars on the bar. On the weights, I I remember doing that in high school when yeah. I like uh, in the basement I had a, a bench in the bar yeah. in the rack, and then I remember benching, and then just like couldn't move it. You know when you're mm-hmm. at the bottom of the rep and you can't move it at all, you're just done out of gas. And I remember it coming onto my chest, and I'm like, "What the hell do I do now?" But I'm like, "Oh yeah, so those old plasticky corners. There's no one spotting me or anything. Yeah. Turn the bar this way. Wait for the weight to push the collar off." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. go the other way and get the weight to fall to the ground off the collars. Yeah, like, you know, knock the collars off because it was those plasticky York, yeah, uh, barbell things. So those things like they'd hold on, but if you put force against the collar, the collar would start slipping down. It was just plastic, right? Right, right. Yeah, it's... but I remember having to do that when <laughs> I was benching. I was like, nope, oh. I had good collars on there. It was stuck under my oh. on my throat. I was like, oh, not good. Or did you ever have to roll it down your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this one was too heavy for that. I couldn't get oh. it. I couldn't move anything. It was too heavy. It was oh. literally caught right. It was everything I could oh. to keep it off of my throat. And I was like, oh. and I, I actually had a yell. yell. For <laughs> I I couldn't. I was like, ah, ah. you know, she said, this is a stupid story. I can't believe I'm telling this. Uh, she said right after I got it, we got it off. I don't remember this part, but she said I passed out. I was out for a little bit because oh. I had I once I got it off, I just went boom. And she just stood there and looked at me. <laughs> like, okay. She didn't know what to do. She's like, do I call nine one one? And then all of a sudden, I was like, thank you. And she was like, okay. And then she told me <laughs> afterwards. But I was like, then I bought. I put this. I I put the safeties on ever since. So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it usually takes one. Uh, one. Event. Yeah, it just takes one near like, oh, death experience. Yes, one near death experience. And then you're like, oh, yes, that's why they tell you to do that. Yeah. So. Hey. Live and learn, right? Or die and you're done learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, don't learn and die, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, eventually. No. Is that a Darwin Award? Is that what that would no. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> right? So, hey, oh, well. Oh, man. So, but yeah, um, I'm debating on putting a gym next to my home theater. So, so you got that going. See? Bringing that right back to home theater oh, on my base. Oh, if I open that door that's that to my side, guess what's outside there right there? Your gym? Our little makeshift gym. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small, tiny little one. It's got like a treadmill that I can't use because when I run on it, the uh, belt catches. Yep. Like, <laughs> it's too much impact on it, too but much. it works perfectly for my wife. Uh, so she uses that. I have like a, a little spin bike with like no electronics at all on it. It's just like an old, like a spin spin bike with a heavy flywheel. Yeah, which I'm like, I I was just talking to her right, like literally like ten minutes before the podcast. I was like, I've got to get one of those little sensors for cadence sensors or something. So mm-hmm. when I'm watching the video or something, at least like you know for a spin video or something, at least I can see how fast I'm pedaling, not just trying to gauge it. Right. Uh, literally, I'd, I'd be just watching on my s- small telephone screen, like this little phone here, yeah. watching on the screen there, and then like you know trying to match looking at when the guy, the instructor's knee is coming up and saying, okay, I'm going to match that knee with my knee. And that's how I was doing my cadence. Oh, okay. That's not a bad way. That's not bad. But like, I don't even know if they're matching the cadence that they say they're doing. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's cadence. Have you ever cycled? Nope. 
Right? Oh, yeah, you cycle, right? So oh, yeah. I was going to say that. Because yeah. that's where I learned the word cadence is when I was looking up some stuff. I'm like, oh, I've got to get something to help me monitor that. Right? Yeah, it's like I, I was big into that um, back when I was – because, again, there's two ways of cycling. You can uh, – well, not there's more than two, but you can either be pure power um, or you can be a high cadence. And uh, I, I tended to be, because I'm not bulky, more cadence. And, like, right now I ride with my son and, you know, He's 25, I'm 52, and we'll go for a ride and we come home and he's like, <laughs> but he's all power. And I'm oh, like, because yeah. he's got big, giant legs. He lifts heavy, he does, I mean, he's a goalie in hockey. He's got, but he can crank and he can, I mean, he can go fast, but it it doesn't last as long. So like yeah. going down a hill, he'll like blow right by me. But one, he weighs more too. But then when we hit the uphill, I'm like, and my legs are like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like cranking his way up the hill. And over a long ride, it, it that's that's more taxing on your body as opposed yeah. to just spinning the whole time. So, well, hey, I did, but at least he's getting better hit training. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no, not because I mean to spin takes a lot too. And, true, and then. And then I guess as the incline and stuff changes, your yep. the amount then, the effort is changing. Yeah, the effort's changing. But if you can spin at a certain area, the idea of being able to spin, like say if you keep up like, you know, 100 uh, RPMs, if you can do that everywhere you go, then you just use your gears. So then when you're going up a hill at 100 RPMs, it feels just like when you're on the flats at 100 RPMs in a different gear. Okay. Right. So that's the idea is it kind of takes the hills and flattens them out. That's the thinking around it. And when you get good at it, it works. Um, and then when you slow down, if you say you slow down to like 80 RPM, you feel like you're coasting. Ah, yeah. You see what I mean? So like I used to train and get up to like 140, 150, just so 110 would feel comfortable. And oh, it's, wow. yeah, I, and I like when you're at like 140, 150 and trying to keep your butt on the seat and like, right, but yeah. things about you stop bouncing and stuff. It's, it's hard. But then when you come back down, you're going to be more efficient for it. I had this whole conversation with Tom Andrew over the summer. It was pretty oh, funny. I was going to say, cause yeah, Tom's biking too. And you yeah. know, he, he sacrificed himself to save the bike. Remember that time? He went yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whether it was intentional or not, that's a different story. But yeah. My conversation with him got me back on my bike. I hadn't oh, ridden yeah. my bike since the year before because seasonal around here. He's lucky. I just said to him the other day, I'm like, you're so lucky. He gets to ride year round. And it's just like, I, I track him on Strava and stuff. Pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, there's, it, that's me. And again, my focus, home theater, cycling, cars, boom. I It's like, when I get into something, Boom. I start to learn and I just want to do it. And it, if it interests right. me, it's like saying like Tom's the same way with cycling too. Right. And he's trying to learn as much as he can about that. And I just happened to do it like 20 years ago. So. It's, yeah. I didn't even know anything about the upstroke before. And it's like, Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you're actually, you know, when you're a kid, you're biking, you never, you don't think about the upstroke at all. And no. they're like, Oh yeah. At the bottom, I was watching some videos on there. Like, Oh Yeah bottom try to do a little kick at the bottom and get the upstroke yeah, going like you're and you're generating power the whole way through yeah. yeah right they're like yeah you're trying to generate power the whole i'm like oh i just learned that like i haven't been doing this for too long off and on yeah it's just uh 
and it's nothing much. It's like, I just do the beginner video right now. I was like, I just tell my wife, I'm like, yeah, I got to get off my butt and start doing biking again. Like I enjoy jogging more, which I haven't really? been doing either. I haven't been doing that either. Uh, like I used to play, well, this is years ago. My right followers reminds me, just like, you know, it's not even just a few years ago. It's like yeah. decades ago. Like I used to play field hockey all the time. So then with that, like, you know, jogging. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing lots of jogging, and then that's why I started running cross country. I only did that for a few years. I was never fast, but it was like you have the stamina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I prefer, like, I do like being outside and jogging and stuff. I find I can I can go a longer period of time without kind of getting bored or something like that. Just being like, what am I doing right now? Why am I still running, going around in a circle, or why am I spinning my wheels and just in the same spot? Because it's like an indoor stationary bike, right? Right. Yeah. And. Uh, I still like that outside thing, but like you're saying, seasonal, I get like uh, cold temperature induced asthma. Oh, like my lungs don't like the super cold. They're better than they used to be. Like I never, I've never had like an asthma attack or anything, any of that kind of jazz, nothing like that. But I remember when I was running cross country, I'd be like, why am I coughing up a lung the next day? Like, I don't feel much like, you know, as you're, when you're right. in, in the race or whatever. Uh, but then afterwards or towards the end of the race, you're like, okay, I feel different. And then, all of a sudden you get that late phlegmy stage going up Ugh. and you're just coughing out everything. And you're like, what is going on? I didn't know what asthma was until I was in university. I was like, and then by that time, you know, you get more into your studies. And so you're not doing as much sports and stuff. You're right. still trying to do some, you're not trying to like, like you oh. used to. And I was like, Oh, if I had known what asthma was when I was actually really, really active, I could have performed even like, you know, yeah, yeah. a level higher than I was. Right. But yeah, but back to the seasonal thing, it's kind of like now, like, oh, it's raining right now, but normally it's like nice and icy and snowy up here, right? Yeah. So I'm not yeah. a, I can't jog in the in the winter. Otherwise, I probably would have kept up with it. Yeah. So then it would be like, and spinning inside works great in winter. Oh, I hate that. I hate oh. spinning inside. I was just saying to my daughter today, I was like, you know, doing spinning classes. And people used to be like, you should teach spinning classes. You should do that. And I'm like, oh. I can't, I'd love to, cause I'd love, I love to work out like that, but I can't, I can't just spin in one place. I gotta go. And yeah. that's why I like, <laughs> like, that's why cycling means more to me than jogging. Cause I'm moving faster. So things are going by and I can, can, you know, that, and there's tech involved. That was fun about cycling too. There's a lot of tech right. involved, learning about the bikes, learning about the, you know, the different all the different aspects of it and what these different things mean, like with the seat position, how that affects your ride, how the handlebars affect your ride and your, your efficiency and all of that fun. So there's so much tech running oh, yeah. is like run, but, but then, has got a lot of mechanics. So they got the whole thing with people doing the four foot running or whatever. Like, you know, there's the different styles of running oh, yeah. now that you hear I, about too. And I, I got like, into that. that. I've, I've done, yeah. Barefoot running. Barefoot. Yeah barefoot running i did that for a summer um i run now i run very um uh, minimal i don't do barefoot but i run minimal like just like as little as i can put on my feet and you're way way more efficient and what was funny is again when i was doing triathlons i wish i knew then what i know now but i actually somebody somebody gave me a gift certificate I th- actually, I think it was my wife, but it was at the suggestion of a, a friend of ours said, you got to go here and get this done. And they fit you to your shoes and they get, they, 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 they do oh, a yeah. video of your gait and they do all this because I was having knee problems because I was trying to run long distances. Right. And 
a lot of stuff doesn't manifest until you run long distance or you do anything over a long period of time, right? Yeah, all that repetition. Yeah, yeah. And so I got fitted for my sneakers and it was like, because my gait's this way, my hips are this way. I mean, they did everything, full makeup of it. And it was a design the way your heel lands. Well, if you know how to run properly, your heel never should land. It's like, and that's the idea of barefoot running is like, you actually never, you never smack your heel into the ground. You just, you're always landing on the balls of your feet and everybody, I mean, people listening are like, what are you nuts? If you do it, and that's how I run now, if you do it right, that's your natural cushion. And it's like, like somebody said, the example to me is like, it's like a dog. A dog is where's a dog's heel? It's way up on their way leg. Up. Yeah. And that's the way we're supposed to be when we're running because that impact it that heel is what hurts your knees. That heel, heel hitting, has no cushion. Heel has no cushion. But what we did is instead of learning to run properly, we invented shoes to take that cushion. But eventually yeah. even that cushion over long distances is what beats up your knees. And I read that what, what I, I forget the name of the book, but it was about barefoot running and stuff. Oh, there was something out. I remember mm -hmm. a few years back there was some and yeah, and I heard I heard podcasts. It wasn't podcasts. He was actually on the radio here in Boston. He came on a sports show. The guy that wrote the book, and it, it like just like resonated with me. I was like, oh yeah. And it's like if you know how to run properly, there you don't get tired. You just go and do it because there's no fatigue on your body. It it's just like going for a walk, just at a faster pace, and your body gets used to it, and you go. And you're like, you go, yeah. All right, there you go. I mean, you're not going to win races doing it, but you can just go. So there you go. And that's yeah, so I did I, that for a while. I love tech stuff like that. Yeah, there's you find like even with all that stuff, there's like so much more scientific like breakdowns of stuff. And like you know, from playing hockey too. Yeah. Like how oh. how it's like broken down to everything, and now with all the different types of sticks and. You know, all the equipment like skates and what you're what yeah. kind of protection you're wearing and all that kind of stuff it's like it's like its own science course right it's yeah like broken it's broken down every little bit is broken down analyzed to try to optimize it for right performance right like, exactly and that's like like i mean you look at our theaters and you think back to like the early days of like you know four by three 480 resolution television and it was like that's not a theater and then but things get broken down on what you know, like you said, the tech wise, but the same in sports, the early days were like, you know, ice skating. It's like, just strap these on your feet for some traction <laughs> and we're going to do that. And then you, you learn what's a little, each, each evolution step of the evolution is like, okay, we can improve this. We can improve this. And that's why like in home theater, I keep saying, I'm like, what more can we do? I, I know there has to be something we're not. Oh, I had something for you. For oh, home you do? Theater. Well, oh, uh, I was just like the next evolution. You get, uh, I was kind of like trying to get through listening to the podcast of Carl. I don't think I made it all the way through. I got through most of it, but we were talking about, you know, we were talking about the floor speakers. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd been listening to Audioholics the one time and they were talking about, uh, you know, the way the sound works, it goes around you, mm -hmm. but there's nothing coming at you per se. Like you kind of get it. Like, you know, I was thinking, hmm, will they eventually have some sort of speaker like, close by like central in the room not like a like you know how you have the voice of god above? they have the voice of god one yep but like actually in your listening height in your listening plane so that's kind of like going like you know say there's a movie in the ghost kind of you know casper you have right casper comes down 
Yeah, yeah. yeah you have a caster, right? Yeah. It kind of, if he's swooping down, it like swoops down and it kind of like sounds like it's swooping through you. Like, you know, mm. I don't know how they saying. would do that though. I yeah. don't know how you would do that because it's physically, it'd be very difficult because your body's occupying that space or that sound or speaker you kind of want it to be. But I wonder if they could, even with the floor, I was like, hmm, the floor speakers could potentially somehow it's be the trick is for yeah the trick is to triangulate you've just got to be yeah. able to triangulate that just like when you ever been to like a stadium and they'll have that camera like at, at football games and the camera just can go anywhere in the stadium but it's only held up by like three cables it, you know at right. different at three different points or four different points it's four cables but now they could take it and put it anywhere yeah. that's kind of how sound works i can put this sound anywhere just based off of where these how how loud it is or length of cable, right? I can move right. this to anywhere in the room, anywhere, any position inside of that room. Right. Um, so I think we could get there with the more speakers we have. It, you you should be able to triangulate something like that, and I I think I think floor speakers would be the one to pull that sound down to your chest for you. Cause now you have that triangle. Cause you're right. Like right now our triangulation is everywhere is either base level, which we consider base level is ear height. And then you have yeah. over you. So how do we get our perception down below that? And it, it would have to be something to triangulate, to pull that thing down there. Um, uh, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, Oh yeah, I got to tell the DJ that could be the next state of the whole thing. So hmm. you're like, if you're in a crowd scene and you're, it's kind of viewed as if you're in the crowd, yeah, you sound like you feel like you're in there. There's actually like there could be a voice like boom right here in front of you to the side or something. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Just think of it like a think of it like a bee, like a bumblebee. Yeah, right. Is in your room and that's nothing, no other sound in your room. So think of that bumblebee like um, it. it uh, it's a here's where it's a little different than that stadium camera held up by four cables so those four cables uh, holding on to a bumblebee or camera the longer the cable the louder that sound would be so it would you know what i mean so it's pulling yeah. it's moving that around but what we need to make it sound like the bumblebee went down to our foot was we need we need a speaker down there to change our perception because if you just made it louder which speaker makes it louder because it's just going to sound like the louder you make that speaker, it's going to sound like it's coming from there. Oh, yeah. or you make it quieter. It's just going to sound like it's going away. Right. It, it, yeah. it, you need something to be, to, to offset that, to pull your perception down to your feet. Otherwise yeah. the bumblebee will be, you know, always at ear level. Am Who's I, uh, there now? My, uh, <laughs> you could tell that someone. Oh yeah. Oh, you like, like, yeah, yeah. saw me looking around and like, yeah, I did. Uh, he was at my little ones asking me a question. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Go check. That's funny. Okay, so he's asking me to do something, and I was like, I already did it. And he's like, Hey, huh? You were you? Oh, he he gave this to me. I, although it's not going to show up on the kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all glare. glared. Oh no. yeah, it's too glary. Probably. He was just saying I didn't call the TV people to oh. get the TV turned on. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I did though, buddy. They were going to turn it on for you. Oh, oh here's another one. You saw my head, yeah. You yeah. saw my head turning. I saw yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, the middle one. Part sorry. Yeah, it's this a ghost. Is... Oh, my middle guy's like, oh, it's a ghost. Oh, okay. are you trying to do our proximity effect that we were talking about, Sean? Okay. Yeah, it's like a real speaker. 
There you go. Garinder and buddy? family. Yeah. <laughs> well, you had it upstairs. Yeah, I think you did because we haven't used it. Huh? Oh, he wants to know if you're going to edit this part out. No. <laughs> no. 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 He's like, oh. Everybody will be in the podcast. Huh? No Are way. No, we're not sending you the episode. He's like, oh, send me the episode. Send me the No, I think, uh, buddy, I haven't uh, given you the. He's trying to find the Blu ray players. Oh, is that Blu ray people? Are you sure you too? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was just uh, there were two remotes. Like, we have a Blu ray player upstairs, and yeah. then I have my 4K player downstairs. They're both the same company. So the yeah. same remote works on it. But the one remote. Went missing, as do most remotes in this house. Hey, buddy, can you shut the door? Thank you. Please shut the door. And then, uh, and then, so then I was like, okay, we'll use my 4K player's remote control upstairs for now, but don't lose it. And it looks like it's right. gone missing right now. That's the problem. You lose one, you know you're going to lose the other one once they get I a hold know. of it. Yep, same thing. I, know. I mean, it could be it could be hiding in this mess that's in this room somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe it's in your makeshift bed over there, underneath all yeah. the covers. I'm like, maybe that's the where the bat came from that day during the Christmas holiday. So, did they, did they tell you about that? Yeah, the bat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. bat. Yeah, yeah. In the you can describe it because I read about it in an email. If you want to tell people about oh, it. Oh yeah, the the bat did not come into this room, thankfully. But it was in the basement, like on the room right beside it. Mm. I actually had my head beside, behind this receiver in the front of the room because I was trying to wire it up because my cousin and his kids were over. Same cousin, going back to the Prometheus story, yeah. got me into the, putting a bigger screen up. So he, they were down. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we got to get this theater running, up and running. Uh, most of it was done. Yeah, sure, go ahead. It's these kids, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, oh, an Amazon package arrived that I think it, I had ordered for my daughter. She's like, can I open it? I think it's for me. And so she's like, I don't want to open it without your permission, which is nice. That's nice. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna... You're on the podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you it know? literally says nails. <laughs> oh, it says nails. Yes, that's nice. She wanted to get these little nails for some party thing that you no, want. GSA conference. Okay, okay. All right, bye, buddy. The rainbow. Okay, bye, buddy. Now they're all going to be telling their friends they're on a podcast. That's why they're all coming down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to check if they have glue. Okay, just go and check over there. Thank you. Can you shut the door? Thanks. Shut the all right. Door. <laughs> oh, the door that only blocks off half the sound because I didn't seal off the... The trim. piece in between the trim yeah it's oh. still open there so it's like it's funny the one day i did try i uh, had music on in the home theater yeah and i put my ear and I, I kind of like moved down the wall and through the actual wall part it was okay like yeah. you hear a little bit not much but the second i got to where the opening to uh where the casing and the drywall were the little gap there yeah on the outside side i the trim has been put up but on the inside i don't have any trim or anything and it's and it's just a gap in there so I was on the outside wall, yep. and I'm listening. I'm like, wow, how much noise comes through this little gap that's probably like, what, half an inch? Yeah. It's like, it's clear as day. You can fill that with foam, though, right? The what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to first uh, get off my lazy butt someday and then uh, go to the garage. I have some drywall lying around. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to put the half inch drywall that I have, put it in there and then I have some backer rod. Okay. And then I'll probably put the backer rod in and then do the acoustic caulking. Yeah. Or just any caulking that I have the that's next one or whatever. I mean, that's another reason that you should set your system up as soon as you can. Even like, especially the way you have it right now, like just get stuff in there to make noise to, to test for that. Cause I, I was just thinking that like, I don't know, a week or so ago, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to get that thing running fairly soon. As soon as the thing's framed out, I'm going to start, you know, the, the theater that is be like, start running, you know, sound in there just so I know how much, what, how much more do I need to do? What can I do differently to get more, you know, sound right? Yeah. For the shell, for everything. It's like, you know, how much am I keeping in? How much am I keeping out? I want to, you're, you're going to want to know that. And it's like, you know, got to test it as you go. Otherwise you'll just wait until you're done. And then all of a sudden you'll be like, didn't work. <laughs> and then you cross your fingers. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. even with this uh, design here, it's kind of like, I haven't tested my subs out with the wall up to see, Hey, if I'm there in their same position, pretty well, almost the same position they were before. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I can tell when I watch the movie, it doesn't seem as loud. So I think the phase inter- interference between them now that the wall is there has changed. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. now it's like, okay, I got to start running those sweeps again. Let's yeah. just get Rob to run them. But no. <laughs> <laughs> Rob loves that stuff. So yeah, what the hell? he loves sweeps. Yeah. So it's like, I got to do the sweeps and then see if the positioning still works. And then I was like, hmm, what if I do a mirror image of how the room is laid out right now? Like the, my main, the main one sub is on the front right hand side in between my media entertainment unit and mm-hmm. the right uh, speaker. And then my other sub is like behind here on my left in the yep. left corner. So I was like, okay, what if this doesn't work? Does it work better to flip them the other way? And I was just asking my wife too earlier, would it look better if my sub was sticking out on this side of the room or sticking out on that side of the room? Cause like, you know, those PB 13s are pretty deep. It's like almost yeah. 30 inches deep. Yeah. Right. Uh, like uh, I how- could, if, if it wasn't for that, I could actually have my speakers and my entertainment unit, another six, six inches behind at least. And if I didn't have as deep an entertainment unit as I had, I could actually be a foot, the screen and everything could be a foot further t- away from me. Yeah. So uh, how big is the room? What are the dimensions of your room? Not being specific. It's uh 129 inches at the front <laughs> and 128 at the back. Oh, and the- <laughs> oh okay. So you got 10 feet wide, roughly 10, 11 yeah. feet wide. And then it's a, uh, 235 uh the depth like the length like oh this wow so, so it's just under 20 feet it's just yeah. under 20 by 11 okay uh so yeah that's and you you have three thousands you have more than enough power no, i have the pb 13 ultra 13 ultras <laughs> even, which aren't those like are, the three thousands those four thousands i think yeah. the four thousands are the equivalent of those things in this little like one of them is enough to pressurize this area but yeah. Yeah. So you, you should be getting, you get that door closed and sealed up. Mm, you're going to be getting punched. I know. So I'm like, then I'm like, if I go cylinders and that lets me tidy it up and gives me a little bit more like placement options that yeah, yeah. aren't as obtrusive. And then I was like, okay, I could even do center wall placements if I get, have yeah. like the cylinder sub versus these, because these puppies are heavy. I remember carrying them down. 
from like when they got delivered mm. my cousin and i were like you know had to put gloves on and everything to make sure the two of us could carry it it's like a walkout basement i think so like you know pick them up bring them out of the garage i think actually we just slid it across for the first quarter of the way because it was like on the driveway and stuff I had cardboard underneath it I said okay you know what we're just just gonna drag it we're not lifting this part up and then you like lift it up walk on the side of the house of this 150 pound thing yeah. on your hand and walk down the little bit of a decline walk around to the door <laughs> and hope you don't drop it that whole way i remember my forearms were on fire by the time oh they're not you know when you're moving something or like you're helping someone move furniture in the house and you're just like you're you don't know when your body's gonna give out on you and you're like why <laughs> just... why am i doing this right now like there's there's got to be a smarter way to do this yeah like i didn't need to have just be pushing this dresser up the stairs or whatnot right and yeah it's like please don't fall <laughs> oh yeah it's yeah it's there's got to be an easier way there's got to be a yeah when you stop moving you start thinking yeah moving this stuff just like i mean those subs that I mean, Tom and Rob say it all the time, like measure these things out because they are not small. Not and, at all. And I mean, yeah, I've got the, I got a PB 2000s and those aren't small and they're, and they're, they're smaller than yours, but it's just like people don't, you don't realize and how big and heavy they are. Oh, Same God. with amplifiers. A good amplifier. Oh. It's like, you're like, ah, like my Emotiva. It's like, you're like the, you know, that. I have an injury because of an amplifier. Nice. Way back when, when I was setting up this room, that entertainment center, I was like trying to shift it over by six inches or something. I think when I was trying to uh, set up the subs uh, in the front and I have like a, what is it? B and K or something like that, that I'd bought off someone. So an old school five channel, I think it's like class A amp or whatever, like the old school ones. So it like can heat up the room. I, one day I was like, why is this room so hot? And I'd forgotten to turn it off for like two days. But it was one of those. So those weigh like 70, 80 pounds each or something oh, yeah. like that. And I was just trying to move the entertainment unit a few feet. I didn't want to move my left uh, cent- uh, left uh, speaker. So I'm like, okay, I'll just reach over a little bit. I'm only moving this entertainment thing like a few inches. And I tried to lift it up but because I, my body was already torqued in a weird way. And like that <laughs> entertainment unit is heavy. And this weight is just all concentrated in one spot. I move it, and afterwards I felt something. I'm like, okay, that kind of felt off, you know. And you feel it in your elbow. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, I'll sleep it off; it'll go away. Two weeks later, I'm still like, oh, I did this one, and it's like, and it's like two years later, I can still every oh, once really? in a while I feel it. I went for physio, did all the exercises. Amplifier elbow. Oh, yes. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, you know, you talk, we talk about like you know donating blood to the home theater and everything like yeah. that when you're working on it. I think I donated like muscle injuries too. Yeah, tendon, you tore something. Oh. Yeah, inflamed. It gets inflamed quick now compared Ooh. to before. Yeah. Where were we before we start? Oh, the bat story. So yeah, the bat. Before my yeah, daughter the came bat. In. Yeah, before the family came back in. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, before the family flew back in the room. We were talking yes. about bats flying around. So like it was Christmas holidays, this this past one. Mm-hmm. And then um uh I was like, okay, gotta get this room ready. My cousin had helped me put up the put up the few Atmos speakers with the all round and stuff. We were finishing that off. I had one speaker to go. And then I was like, okay, he was gonna go upstairs to check on something, and I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna hook up the wires and we'll we'll make sure the speakers are working at least, right? So then I have my head behind the receiver to plug all the wires back in, the speaker wires. And then I'm getting these missed, I got a missed call from home. I'm like, oh, it's just the kids asking to do something or whatnot. So I didn't pick it up. 
And then I see a missed call from my cousin as well. And I'm trying to pick it up. But by the time I realized it was him, I, I missed the call. And then I finally call him back and he's like, there's a bat in the house. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's in the, it was in the stairwell going up upstairs to the main floor. Oh. So he was, and like, you know, you're talking about how you're, uh, you, you didn't have, you're not going to have a door at the top right. of your stairwell to the so basement. It would just fly right into my house. <laughs> so here we have like a we it's closed it's open at the bottom of the stairwell okay but it's closed at the top but right. it's got like those uh glass panels in it mm-hmm. like a so you can see through it so i think uh he went down he opened it to come back downstairs to help me and then something just whooshed across Oof. in front of him it, it, right and it was the bat and then he's telling my wife there's a bat in the house she's not ble- not believing him right she's like oh. just pulling my leg right what do you mean a bat there's a bat in the house it's like no it really is and she's not believing him then and then she goes and then she looks in the window she looks through the door and all of a sudden she just sees her <laughs> flying oh. right across and she's like oh my goodness what'd you do to get it out we, he actually ended up uh well we thought there was one and then when i was downstairs i like it wasn't in this room so i shut the door trying to figure out what we should do and look up on googling you know like what are you supposed to do if you have a bat in the house it's like okay they like dark areas they don't like too much light and stuff so mm-hmm. okay keep the lights on over here and then uh it ended up one of the kids opened the door because we thought there was one and then i i went out of this area there's a bathroom in the basement and out of the corner of my eye, it sounded like I saw it flying in the bathroom, that it had gotten into the bathroom, which was dark, and was flying around in there. So I shut the door to that, and then my cousin and I listened, and both of us thought we heard it in there. Right. So we're like, okay, it's contained right now until we figure out what to do. So then the kids come downstairs like, yeah, it's in there. Don't open this door. Just keep all the doors shut in the house so that way it doesn't go anywhere else in the house. It's contained. And one of the kids left the door open to go up the stairs, and lo and behold there's a bat upstairs on the main floor and went up to the second story of the house. Bats in the belfry. So then we're like, <laughs> oh no, there are two. Oh geez. It turns out there was no one down here. It took a little while. But then uh, what he ended up doing is we went upstairs. My cousin ended up having to lock himself in the room that the bat was in flying around the ceiling fan that was yeah. opening a window, hoping the thing's not swooshing down at him. Trying to guide it with a broom, trying to say, okay, don't Get go in a circle the window, here. Yeah. And he did make contact with it. It fell to the ground oh. and then it scurried underneath a, a recliner that was in the middle of the room. <laughs> and then it got airborne again. And then it started, instead of going towards the window, it found the, it started going around the ceiling again, circling around and every once in a while coming down towards him. You know how they do the little. Oh yeah. Yeah. Swooping. <laughs> yeah. Swooping down at him. And then, and then he's trying to like get first, trying to get over to the window to open it too. He's like, like, you know, am I gonna, like, is it going to swoop at me while I'm trying to get there? Take out the screen from the window. Yeah, well, of course. And then, right? And then, <laughs> Otherwise it bounces yeah, right it back swooped around you. a few times. It took a few times. After a few minutes, it finally found the window the and opening, rushed yeah. out. Yeah. It's, my friend had one in his house, and uh, his wife put it in a uh, pillowcase. She caught it in a pillowcase and got it outside. But he, he was... One of the funniest stories I've ever had somebody tell me, and he was telling me how his reaction was, and he was screaming, and he had his feet up on the couch. I'm like, it flies. He goes, I know. I just can't tell you. Like, it's just my reaction. But he was crying laughing, too. But his wife was the one. Would you calm down? And she, 
she took care of it. She's, I mean, she's more nature. She loves to hike and everything. She's more yeah. outdoorsy than he is. <laughs> so yeah. he's like, he, she just like, ah, give me, what are you screaming about him? <laughs> and if you saw him, you'd be like, he was screaming because he's huge. He's a bodybuilder, oh, yeah. big guy. And he's like, ah. Anyways, she put it in a, she just grabbed it in a pillowcase, took it outside and shook out the pillowcase and the bat flew away. So, oh yeah. yeah we had like you know we we put on our hoodies and kaisa came at our faces it was so funny we actually had uh tupperware containers that we had the clear tupperware containers. Yeah. we just put that over our heads just in case it came towards our heads <laughs> we haven't dealt with a bat, bat helmets like. <laughs> yes get your bat hilarious. helmets out <laughs> yeah <You get> strainers <laughs> Colander, yeah, on there's head. a video with the kids like, saying, Call the police, someone oh, call geez. animal control, call 911. It's like, What? There's a bat in the house. What's your emergency? There's a bat in the yeah. house. No, guys, we don't call 911 for this, right? Yeah, they got better. But I haven't, to like, do. like, I haven't seen too many in this area, but then someone else was saying they'd saw something here too. And it was right when we had a bunch of windstorms mm-hmm. right around Christmas time. You guys probably got hit with those oh, yeah. two. There was a few storms, so then I guess this guy got strayed from the rest of the group. Oh, yeah. Because there aren't well, that many around no, here. We have them around here. We get them all the time. In, in the summertime, we'll be out, like, I'll have a fire in the backyard. We're sitting around, hanging out, and you look up right at dusk, and you'll see them flapping over you. They're, you know, no big deal. People like, I mean, we like them around here. People have bat houses on purpose just so that you attract bats and hope they, you get they some. They eat to eat something, don't they? Yeah, mosquitoes. Yeah, right, yeah. It's oh, like yeah. there's something, they, yeah, they eat something that you want. Yeah, that's why we want them. It's like people, you you can't, I mean, you can put up a bat house. Doesn't mean one's going to go live in it. You just hope. And if you can get a few bats living in your area, you'll be like, whew, takes get, they eat a lot of mosquitoes. So you get one yeah. in there, you're good. Yeah. Oh, I was saying, they must have like a fast metabolism too. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't All the energy they, they sleep spend? all day, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't seem very productive to me. They're sleeping all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't see them doing anything, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, so. Um, yeah, our, that was our bat story. That was like, yeah, that was like an hour and a half. So it delayed our watching a movie. Oh. We finally, I know. What are you going to watch? Batman? Indiana Jones. <laughs> I've never watched it before. What? Indiana Raiders, Jones? Raiders of Lost Dark. Yeah, you uh, you said that. I think did yeah, I read that I one on the podcast? It. I think I read that. I think email. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've I'd never, never seen, seen that? No, I seen Temple of Doom. I you never saw the first Skull one. one. How'd no. you follow along? <laughs> <laughs> Such a com- complicated story. Yeah, that, exactly. Know? Wow. But yeah, it was like it was interesting watching it like with the practical effects and everything. Yeah. Right, and then that was like uh, my cousin and I, same one. We always like like to watch a scary movie or something. That's so what we watched Smile this time around. Last year we watched The Thing. It was the first time I've ever watched The Thing. Wow. So that's all practical special effects too, which is yeah. pretty cool. Because that's from what is it, the eighties? Mm, yeah, it might, might be from the 80s. Might be eighty. It, it's definitely early eighties. If yeah, I think so. I can't remember. So it was it was head. cool seeing the yeah. way they did the practical effects. Even Indiana Jones, they had like the skull, the one guy get like melting like liquefy yeah. yeah 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 yeah. that thing it was interesting watching i'm like hmm, this is a little too much for like eight-year-olds but not back then yeah i know uh, eh? like, <laughs> like we were watching gremlins the other time like uh, a couple of years yep. ago the kids and i my daughter walked out once uh, one of them went to a blender but it was just kind of like wow we, this was on tv like you know yeah 
Yeah. Like, I mean, now TV's like way worse, but it's like, you know, you can get whatever. Yeah. But yeah. like just on during daytime, like for kids, like, you know, like. Yeah, exactly. It's it. it we my wife and I just watched uh, back in the fall. We watched Poltergeist again from from the 80s. And you're yeah. just, you watch that and you're like, you just laugh. Like, we thought this was great. I mean, it's it, I mean, it's in 4K now and it looks beautiful, better than it's yeah. ever looked. But at the same time, you're like, that's the special effects, you know, like the peeling the face off and everything. And you're like, that was, it was so bad. I was trying to watch that one with my son and we couldn't find it. Uh, We were just like on Disney plus. So we watched the new one. The new one was okay. We're just like, he wasn't, that wasn't scary. I'm like, yeah, no, it wasn't scary. Yeah. It's okay. But I wanted to watch the original one. We were trying to find it. We couldn't find it. Yeah. I don't think you'll find it as scary as you do humorous now. It's like we thought it was scary back then because that's what it was, but it it just was like funny. My wife and I were just cracking up. Like, are you kidding me? This is, and it was mostly like we knew how we reacted back then, right? Yeah. And now you're like, wow, what were we blind? <laughs> but I think a lot of it was the resolution wasn't the same back then, and a lot of these things blended together a lot more back then. Right. Oh yeah, which one was it? Was it your podcast? Someone was talking. It might be another one. They were talking about how, like on uh, older movies and stuff like that, back in the day, there because it was going to be lower resolution. You could mm-hmm. have wires and stuff hanging. Yes, that no one would be able to see. But now, once you do 4K, boom, they're right there, right in front of you. Yeah. You're like, uh, yeah, I see the, yeah, I see the cable. Huh. That person's not just flying up or whatever, right? Like, right. Exactly. And like I, I said, when I did Jaws, like they have the shark hanging in that oh, the scene the and is the eyeball. You could see it's clear. It's clear as day. It's like, you know, Sharpie. Somebody <laughs> drew an eye on there and you're like, oh my God. It's like, I mean, it's so detailed. Like it's a, just a gray fake shark with a eyeball drawn on in a, with a marker. Yeah. And you're like, it's, but you can't blame them back then. They knew you, you wouldn't, it, you know, nobody's gonna. Like, they would see never this. thought like, yeah, because they're producing it for what's on um, on your television screen and what's going to be at the movie at theaters. the movies. Which we say the TV, the movies now, the resolution is not the resolution, but the you know the black levels and stuff. That's where you're going to get that detail on a giant screen. And yeah. we we're saying today's isn't that great. Imagine yeah. what it was back then, the, the black levels back then, and the contrast ratio and everything it wasn't nearly the same. So, but we still enjoyed it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? It's funny how like we uh, three four years ago or something we watched ET from mm-hmm. a VHS. Oh boy! It's... So it's like blurry as heck. Thankfully, like I was watching it on uh, it was an older 1080p like Sony TV. Mm-hmm. So at least that one does decent up conversion. And I guess Sony's are supposed supposedly the reputations they they uh, do better up conversion than a lot of. Oh really? The other other yeah. brands of TVs, like the up, what's that scaling thing? Where upscaling, they, yeah, yeah, upscaling. That they do a lot better job with that. Uh, so even if you're watching like satellite or something like that, right? Because those are what 720p. It'll actually upscale that better than some of the other TVs will to give you a better yeah. image. But like going from 720 to 1080, or even to up converting that to 4K, you're you're your pixel manipulation isn't as great as when you're trying to take a 480 and make that into you're you're literally trying to take a single pixel from 480 and divide that out over what like oh, 
goodness. It's got to be like 30 stick, 32 pick, whatever. You know what I mean? Like the size of that one <laughs> pixel is so big yeah. compared. And you're like, what am I going to do with this thing? And I, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's the processing there, eh? To figure that out. Well, that that's why you used to have video processors back in the, you know, then. They like yeah. the Ferrugia video processors. They would because people had projectors, those super expensive, like a Runco or something, the three beam projectors, and they would be shooting a giant image, but the resolution was so big when you blow yeah. it up like that. They needed these processors to be able to break that up, and they had them. They they were able to make a film like image out of that using right, these, yeah. and those were super expensive. did you which pro i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that from back in the day with all the uh video processors Mm -hmm. and stuff that they used to install in these like hollywood houses and stuff like that and now how like it's built right into your projector now that's like way smaller oh yeah yeah it's like i mean that's the thing is like to think of what I, I just said that to somebody recently, like how far we've come and how like the difference between a million dollar theater today, right? It yeah. compared to like our theaters, the gap right, yeah. isn't that big as like 30 years ago, a million dollar theater meant you had a giant image. You had like a home theater. Yep. We had like, and then what we would like on our budget now, we would have like, a big television. Right. And yeah. that was it. It wasn't, you're still not that theater environment, but like a million dollars back then you, you got you pretty close to basically a home theater, yep. a theater, I should say nowadays. Now it's like, once you get to like, we were talking about that million dollar theater that was on YouTube. Um, that million dollar theater, it's like the increment increase in quality of, of the viewing of the movie itself is incremental. Most of that money is put into the aesthetics and the size and scale that they have. But I mean, our actual theaters aren't far off from that. No, they're not. Right. Yeah. We're not, we're not far off from that now. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's all aesthetics really. I mean, I mean, you're getting a little bit better quality, but you need it at that size scale. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's like when you shrink down, you don't need, to have that same kind of power. Like I said to John Brock, when he wanted to get the, the NX nine over the NX eight. And I'm like, in your size room, you're it's, that's a $10,000 price difference that you'll probably never see the improvement on. Even, even to the point, cause I thought about this after the fact, like, yes, you're getting better video processing in the nine over the eight. Right. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, it has slightly, it is, has an improved, a slightly improved video processing, but you need that at that scale, right? So like, I, th- I bet you, like, if you're just shooting to a normal 130 inch or even 150, under 150 inch screen, you probably won't need, you wouldn't notice the difference because it's not big enough for you to see the improvement that the video processing is going to give you. It's when you right. get into, when you start approaching that 200 inch mark, now any, any improvements are going to be bigger because they're literally bigger. Right. Yeah. You so can, yeah. you need that re- more refined video processing for that larger image. And I, so again, I go back to like 
when I was talking to him, like off the top of my head, I was like, oh, you, if you want that video processing, but the more I think about it, you might not even see that. I mean, it, at that point, it just becomes a, a status thing, like in that size room. It's not needed, but not, yeah, just like our subs. It's not I was needed, just gonna say, but I like want my it. PD-13's in here, right? Yeah. Me, it, it was just, I got a crazy deal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's why I still have them. Oh. But yeah, it's, I don't need them. That's, I was thinking of downgrading. I'm like, do I just go with PC-2000s in here? Right. But I'm like, oh, these are my endgame subs for me. I'm just like, I'm not going to do those. <laughs> yeah, if you have a need to ruin a house. Or whatever you see online. <laughs> You see the other uh, YouTube videos where it's like those 27, 28 inch. Yeah. I'm like, my room's not isolated enough for any of that stuff. I like getting too many complaints. But yeah, like at that size, I guess the NX9 or I guess it'd be the NZ9. The NZs. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah, those ones. Are they bright enough for 200? The Zs? NZ9s? I'm not sure how big probably like, not uh, for brightness because Prob- 200 is a lot. I'm not sure where they like you know Those what the recommendations like 300, are. 3,000, I think they get up to. Um, but yeah, it's it, the NZs. The N- I don't know if they'd get up that high, but you know what I mean. But the yeah. max, the brighter you want, brighter for larger. Exactly. Brighter right. doesn't change your overall image if it you know to your actual because you're going to scale it back when you calibrate. Yeah, right. exactly. oh yeah, they always uh, when you calibrate them. Yeah. I think even a lot of times they lose uh, brightness. I'm no calibration expert here, but I think I hear a lot once it's actually calibrated, you lose a lot of that brightness because that full lumens is like uncalibrated mode. Yeah, so even if you're not calibrating to a brightness, but when you're bringing your colors all into line and calibrating it all to follow the mm-hmm. the curves, and I think that yeah, there's something about it where that's like in full bright mode, so it's like in almost like vivid mode kind of thing, like a projector equivalent of it. Yeah. But it, I mean, and yes, it, cause I yes hear different no. brands. They, uh, like they're calibrated. Once you calibrate them to follow whatever your things are, the lumen change is different for different brands. Supposedly. I, I don't know enough about it. To yeah. It's more of like you're trying to get your, your grayscale to be even yeah. in the room that you're in from the distance that you're at. So, to to your point, I think it's more of like this is as bright as I need to make it to get my grayscale accurate, right? If I make it any brighter, I'm going to be blowing out the bright the the high end, and I'm going to be raising my black level, right? So you're trying to get that to match. There's a certain like when you look at a grayscale, like I I mean they, you can break a grayscale up into as many numbers as you want, but right. say you had say you had, you know, 50 squares from black to white to pure white. The brightest image is, is the number, you know, 50 and the blackest image is the number zero at the end that it, to get each of those squares to set, to look right. There's a certain setting. Okay. If you start to go too dark, then your last two squares, when you're looking at a grayscale, your last your last few squares will start to blend together. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? And then by the same token, when you go the other way, your your last white squares will start to all blend together. So that oh, and then there's all this controversy on the white scale to like the upper end. I remember in like at least an SDR. Do you do you stop it at two thirty five or whatever the level is, or mm-hmm. do you or do you bring down the brightness? No, sorry, the what's the other contrast? Yeah, contrast. Contrast is, is the, yeah. Or do you bring it down so that way you can still delineate between the upper boxes, so you get a little bit more detail in the super white, right? 
area or what is it? Yeah, super white they call it, right? Like the above regular video white. You know how you have yeah, all those below black. Levels? There's above white. There's above. Yeah, there's all of that, and it's like. And he, here's the funny thing. The difference between HDR and SDR, it isn't the bright white and the deep black because it, an, it, a, a light source, regardless of what it is, HDR isn't because the light source is brighter. It's what it is, is it's breaking up more squares in your grayscale. And it's allowing you what HDR is, is technology to have that dark next to that white in a, in a particular image. Okay. So it, you're not getting it just because it's HDR. It doesn't mean it's like, it, that doesn't inherently mean brighter. It just oh, means. You, you mean duller because you have to set it properly to get your darker, your brightness Well, what back. you're trying to do is get all the details that HDR can offer. Now, where the mm -hmm. brightness comes in handy, where the brightness comes in for HDR is that when you get into that upper level, you can make it brighter and you could still see all of those uh, details, but you still want to have that black level at the bottom, right? So then... And that's what you get with your OLED, DJ. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're right. And, and that's exactly it, right. You're, you're, you're not... It's an, a less compromised grayscale. Like we can get that grayscale with our projectors, but our floor, our black level is going to be raised. Yeah, but, to get the if you uh, correct when you yeah. want that brighter, brighter, you're raising your black as well to get there because right. you don't have the contrast ratio. Whereas on your OLED, you right. can almost keep your black floor at the same thing, it, regardless of how bright it gets. Exactly, exactly. So I think that's where technology is getting us even closer and closer with all of the projectors, the televisions, and stuff like that. Is like we're just getting closer to having a more uniform grayscale and, you know, and then like your brightest image, like if you, you know, 3000 nits, boom, but that might be on, <clears throat> say you're looking at a sunset in a movie or whatever, that brightest image could be that one little, there could be three pixels at that brightness, yeah. but, it, but that's giving you that, it, that feeling of like, wow, that is a, I can feel the sun on my face. Right. Yeah, but the rest of the image isn't that bright because it, it's going to fade out from that one center spot, and that—that's all you're looking for. And the it's ability like the, to uh, do that. Did you have you seen the uh, Sony demos that they have on the TVs in stores? Mm-hmm. It's it's the car, you know, when they have that. It's like it looks like it's a wedding party or something, and they have mm. the car driving in, and the sun is shining, and you see the reflection of the uh, sun of the sun on the metal of the car. And like, there's your specular eye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm more interested in like uh, for me like because obviously using a projector. I mean, I do have the OLED which is in here, but I know for the projector, it's kind of like I want all the uh, gradations in between. You know what I mean? I'm right. not looking for the eye searing brightness, but like, hey, can I like you know can I see the texture in those shirts and stuff better? Or like you know all that kind of stuff, like the right the shadow detail and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's it's funny because when I got probably three projectors ago. Um, my Jim was like, you want this projector. I can't remember if it was the Samsung, the Panasonic or, or what, but it was, he, he was teaching me about black levels and details in black and stuff like that. And he's like, cause a lot of people, like you were saying on your, this is long before HDR, um, you want your detail in, in the brights but you also want your detail in the black levels. And a lot of people would sacrifice, especially back then, their projectors. They, they want that deep inky black, 
but they would be crushing, trying to get down there. They would be crushing everything else and be, be, yeah. and be like, no, you need to have a good balance here. You want to get that. You, you want to see all that grayscale. You want to see all those squares. You want to see everything. Whereas, yeah, we can make it even darker, but everything, but you're, you're literally get, you're, you're missing five of your lowest blacks, right? Because they're right, all, yeah. they're all dark. And yeah. that's as low as it'll go, but you're like, oh, that just feels. It looks like a high, and and that's when a uh, we have HDR, which is supposed to be high dynamic range, right? So your your blacks and your whites can be right next to each other, and they can dip like this. But it's funny you watch a high contrast movie like a 300, right, which is right. shot with high contrast, and that's like that means. Like, okay, so you have, like, on, on his face, there's no gradation between the shadow on his face and the highlight on his face. You've eliminated all that, and you've created a hard cut. And that, so, you know what I mean? So that's oh, is what, that what they call that? Because I remember that mm-hmm. from the movies. Like, the, that style, I think Sin City was kind of similar. Sin City is very much like, yeah, that's, it's, 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 that's what you call high contrast, because high contrast is, you could still do it in HDR, because now you have those bright, sections of his like cheekbones but then the shadow is just like of his like whereas the muscles of his cheeks go boom right in or like sin city is even a better example because it's more comic book like right like a black Mm -hmm. and white uh ink drawing that would look like the frames right exactly and it's like so that you would call high contrast and what it's doing is it's just eliminating all that gradation between your your whites and your blacks it's just like you either have white or you have black and you put them together and you get that's how you get your image um when you're crushing it like we used to do to try and get nice black everything looked more it felt more dynamic but you were basically presenting every movie like 300 or sin city you were crushing right. you, were, you were just taking out that nice smooth gradation that maybe was in that movie so he spent a lot of time with me teaching me like you want to be looking for this and you want to be looking for this. And with my art background, I was like, I know this is what I want to see. <laughs> so then he was like, he would send me clips all the time. This was emails at the time, but he'd be like, watch this clip here and look for the little shadows in the background and look for like when the spaceship is coming through space, it's like, see, you could see this here, but on this projector, it can't re- replicate that the ship doesn't show up until here. And again, oh, okay, yeah. and again, this is all before HDR. And now you could see stuff like on HDR where people are like, wow, you find like when, you know, Mike Schramm got his OLED and he's like, oh my God, there's so much more in this movie than I ever knew before. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, and maybe someday though we'll get a little bit, even we'll get more, but. And then you wonder how much of that background stuff were you supposed to see and how much is not. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How much is wires? Like you're going to see the guy walking by. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah they probably have some stuff that's certain colors so that way it wouldn't show up at all right. on the video feed but now if you're if you regraded an hdr or something like that with your if you have a lower black floor or whatnot yeah that those things might show up now right whereas before they were just melded into the background well there was a there's a version i probably still have the laser disc i just don't have the capability of playing it but there was a remastered version of star wars that on Laserdisc that you could see the cutout. Like it was like, and it, 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 like it wasn't even cut in a square. Like the ship was flying through space, like, and it was just, if your black levels were right on your TV, 
you would be able to see it was just like a one step of black level, but you could actually make out that they cut out oh, this yeah. piece and put it across. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell is that? That's all been taken care of with computers and stuff now since then. But there was a there was a laser disc where you're like, it's so good you were able to see like the cutout of like how they manipulated it in film at the time. So it was like, wow, that was weird. It was like, but it was cool. Cause you were like, but yeah, you got to see, you know, you're like, Oh, that looked cool. So okay, it's, it's interesting. Right. When you think about how they make all this stuff and it's just kind of like, Oh, that's what they do behind the scenes. Right. Like that's how yeah. they get the thing to look. And meanwhile, when you're watching it, it all looks relatively real or whatnot. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, but then if you look at it, if you saw it being made, you're like, oh, they're just holding two pieces of paper together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like ships passing in the night. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen the end trailer of my, um, of the show, where I put the names of the people that have been on. Right. Yeah. And it's like that's not like an end trailer. It's like I just I made that picture in Photoshop. It's a ping, and when you put it in, it's it's a still image, and then I just take it and then in the in adobe premiere i say start here and then at the end of the scene i want you to end on this page here and it just scrolls the page for you it's nothing ah. you know what i mean so it's, it's not an actually filmed anything it's a it's a still image <laughs> oh and it just does it yeah yeah is it not still how far like computers and stuff have come with doing yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah and we won't even go to chat gbt or whatever that thing is called <laughs> yeah but just like yeah even like for movies and stuff right like how much the stuff that people would have to do frame by frame by frame before. And now the computer just kind of renders it for you. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. The stuff I can do in premiere. It's like, you wish they had that kind of power when they made poltergeist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's like the stuff you can do. It's like, and I don't even, I, I don't even know like probably 1% of it. I just know enough to be able to do my podcast. And right, it, but the power that the computers have nowadays—it's just like it's insane. It's it's probably like ten times, if not more, the power than they had to do um, *Phantom Menace*, which right, was yeah. you know digital and stuff, and that was a big deal. Oh, I used to do it like for video games, like digital stuff. Remember when they started going like *Mortal Kombat* and stuff like that, where yeah. they try to do the digital stuff? I always preferred *Street Fighter* because of the whole thing. Because you know, in the infant, when you don't have enough power to do it properly, right? It looks really odd and cut out and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, the the cartoon or the sprites, whatever they call it, graphics, like, it's so much more fluid and dynamic, whereas Mortal Kombat, because they're trying to go with a real-life digital look to it. Yep. And that was in the infancy, but now you look at where it's come. It's like with movies where you have all the CGI effects. of. I haven't seen Avatar yet, the new one, so I'm not sure... what, like, you know, how that looks. Have you seen it? Did you talk about it? Oh, yeah. That one? I have saw it twice. Yeah, talk about Steve it in didn't this like podcast. it. Yeah, that's the one Steve didn't like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, did I, what, did Jim say anything for your projector recommendations for, like, you know, how the new room is going to be? Did he have any recommendations on if you keep the same one, change it, do anything? Or? Well, I'm getting a new one because this one's staying here, but he hasn't, we haven't talked about it yet. Um, because the, uh, the last time we talked about it, um, we said, let's wait and talk about it like over the summer, because that's when the new projectors will be coming out and it's oh, like yeah. nothing new has come out. So it's, it's kind of a, a moot point at, right now, unless some crazy deal happened, which I'm always mm -hmm. on the lookout for, um, yeah. for something that was like, I've had this conversation 
a bunch of times recently, but how like I used to buy projectors that were four years old at like, you know, half the price, if not like 25% of the price because the technology had changed. Technology is not changing anymore. There's not a lot. I mean, the, the old JVCs, you know, it could be five years old, but the new ones now, the tech is, uh, it's a little more advanced, but not significantly. So there's no need to drop the price on the older JVCs. Same with the Sony. And the tech hasn't evolved. So if if something came up right now and I, I couldn't pass up the deal, I would do it. But other than yeah. that, I'm waiting on the new tech too to see what happens. Next what comes summer. out if there's any leap? Yeah, there haven't been any leaps. I guess they have the laser light engine, but that's not really a leap. That's more. That's a light source that does that. Just gives you longevity and consistency of your light source. It doesn't really change your overall image. I don't mind changing bulbs, so that doesn't it doesn't change much for me. Yeah, well, I guess the only the one advantage of that would be is that if you're calibrating, you don't have to calibrate as much as your right light source dims with the yeah. bulbs or when you put a new bulb in, you got to redo the calibration. I guess they say that there's a, each bulb can have its own little slight little spectral. Oh yeah. Shifts or I get mine calibrated every year in every bulb. So whichever happens first, and usually it's a bulb a year. So oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I only have 500 hours on my thing. It's like, I was just checking the other day. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, How many hours are on here? I had it for three or four years, four years now. I was at 1200. And I was having, I was going to have Jim come out, but he, he, our schedules didn't work out. So we were like, Oh, just hold off. And I'm like, so next time he's available, he'll come out and it'll be, you know, I'll probably have 1500 on it by then 1600. Who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go through a lot. Oh yeah. Oh, how, how else can you watch Maverick, Maverick like 10 times in a week? Right. Like that adds yeah. hours. Yeah. That, I mean, that's only, but that's only 20 hours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, 20 plus hours, whatever, 23 hours. So what's the big deal? No biggie. Yeah. <laughs> In the grand scheme I, of things. It was funny before I'd be like some certain things. I'd be like, okay, I'll watch that on TV. I'll watch this one on projector. Mm-hmm. Watching the hours. And now it's been like how many years? I'm like, I've only put this many hours on the bulb. I'm like, it really doesn't matter for the amount of TV watching or movie watching we get to actually no. do. If I want a big screen, just put it on. I don't yeah. care if the bulb dies like yeah. a year earlier what's going to die at like 10 years instead of like 11 you know <laughs> yeah I, I i can't imagine people you would use their projector more than mine gets used between me and my son because if i'm not in there watching tv watching anything he's in there playing video games so that thing's probably getting at least six a day maybe oh, yeah. up, up to more which is that's a lot of viewing for a projector most people don't don't do that and it takes me you know i do under two thousand a year and and that thing's going almost all the time that we're whole you know so oh hey do you have reality creation on on your sony or do you have it off on lumigen in there i have a i have a setting for it i have a, a program setting for it um i typically on my reference what i watch at reference I have a reference button for that's what everything's calibrated to. Right. That's the legit. That's what I know. And I don't have it on for that. So most of my viewing, no, but I have it. Like if I think if I'm watching some streaming and I think it looks wonky, I'll mm-hmm. put, I have this setting that'll, it'll increase my black levels. It'll increase the contrast. I have reality creation on there. It just smooths things out and it actually makes it more lifelike, more cinema like for me. Gets it closer. I'm- 
Yeah, I remember when I sold my Sony when I was demoing it to the guy. I had the Spears and Munsell Blu-ray mm-hmm. on, and then I had it off, and I'm like, oh no, did I do I need to like refocus the projector? What's going on? And then I realized, oh, reality creation's off. Yeah, and then that's when I was like, whoa, what a big difference they made in terms of clearing up yeah, the can, image. Like, yeah, I can like, do because that was like a high quality job. feed too, right? Like the Spears yeah. and Munsell. Oh yeah, outdoor montages and stuff like that. Yeah, but so I guess it would reality creation looks through a database or something to see grass looks like this or this looks like that, and it kind of adds a little bit to it. But it makes it more realistic. I found like, yeah, it's a it's I like to I usually like especially for my my movies I like to go from the source, right? right? I don't want any, but like you said, like if you're doing it on, um when I do it for streaming, it makes a big difference for me if I need it. Right. Right. Like if I'm watching something and it just looks good, I I won't touch it, but I have that setting and that's one of the things that is on there. And it does, it gives it a little bit more punch, a little Mm -hmm. bit more accuracy. And it's probably, and it probably is, like you said, it's cleaning up the stream and giving you a better, more probably film like look because it's working really hard because yeah. everything's <laughs> compressed and everything. So it's working yeah. really hard at improving a, a you know, a subpar image. Mm-hmm. I don't want to utilize that on something that I know is like, this is what it's supposed to look like. If they want that blade of grass to be a little bit blurry because that's what the director intended or the cinematographer, I don't want reality right. creation coming in and going, this isn't what it looks like. Let me fix that for you. You know, I don't need right. that. You know, I don't, well, I don't want that. Running, well, yeah, especially with Kaleidoscape or 4K disc, you know, yeah. it's kind of yeah, it's I, as intended, as close as they can get it to as it intended. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So that's what I shoot for. But yeah, it was funny when I switched projectors is like, you know, you get, I had the older Sony first and like you're saying, I bought that one used mm. and I think it was right around one grand or something, right? Like it wasn't too bad. And I think regularly there were like four or five grand when those ones came out. I didn't know anything about projectors at that time, right? I was like, okay, let's just look for one, see what they're like. Oh, this one looks like it's got good reviews or whatnot. And then when I bought the JVC, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I can see the JVC's darker and stuff. But like when I was watching the movie and stuff, I was like, oh, it didn't add a whole lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I still, I can tell it's better. But I'm like, you know, when you're just watching the movie and stuff like that, it's like, hmm, should I have, should I have upgraded or should I not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're just like, I mean, it's not. That one I think had been calibrated. Yep. The Sony had been calibrated by someone nice. that knew how to calibrate. Uh, not in my room, but like before the guy saw it. So I mean, the screen thing and whatever that would throw things off a little, like my screen versus the screen they were using and the yeah. room conditions would throw off things a bit. But at least you know is more dialed in than than fact what it came yeah. as, right? Like, but uh, my JVC wasn't dialed in. But I was like, oh my goodness, the grass looks neon green, right? Like. Ugh. Like that, I'm like, I was watching Planet of the Apes, I think one of the Planet of the Apes movies. And on there, it was like, okay, the yes, the fur looks better in the JVC, like darker, more yeah. realistic. But the foliage was just like, my goodness, there's neon on there. I'm like, this thing needs to be calibrated a bit, right? Yeah, bring that tone, bring the vibrancy down. Yeah. yeah. And then also, as you know, I sound like one of the things, the guy's sweater was darker, like way darker. But then I couldn't see the texture in it. Whereas on the Sony, because I guess it was a little bit higher, like the black floor was higher. And I think yep. they do something where, I think I was listening to something where Sony likes to show more shadow detail. So they'll calibrate yeah. a little bit brighter in the darks than might 
follow the actual curve. Yeah. So in there, I could like tell the kind of truck texture and weave the guy had, the director had on the sweater. Right. Whereas when I was watching on the JVC, because I don't have, I didn't have my grayscale or anything calibrated. Right. It was just like dark, right? You know, it's like not a blob. It wasn't like fully blob dark, but it was like dark enough that you couldn't really see all the different textures and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's and, and like, that, okay. that's what you get into. Like when you start crushing at the blo- at the lower end yeah. like that, you're going to lose some of that detail. Whereas if you have it calibrated right, you're maybe your black level isn't as deep, but it, you're getting more detail. You know, so it's a compromise. Everything's a compromise, and yeah. I think you know, it, just like the the old Sony JVC competition going on right now. It just depends on what you're looking for, and I see why you know most people online and stuff prefer the jvc i see it because head to head you you, side by side you can't deny the the contrast the black level of the jvc is like and it's not substantially better it's just better right Right, yeah but it it, but it's clearly it's deeper so what next to each in an a but a b comparison side by side shootout you look at okay well that clearly i like that black level better okay right that's the one you go with but as at people that have the Sonys, if they prefer, and I've, I've talked to people that have had both, they prefer the Sony over a longer period of time because they feel it's more cinema-like. It's more, and that gets into you know the grayscale at the cinema, and then and then the detail that you pull out of it, and it's it's that's the difference. And you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Exactly. It's because yeah. it's just what you prefer. And I feel like the JVC gets you closer to that OLED, right? And it's like that feeling. And you're like, oh, look at the contrast here. But, you know, the Sony may be more detail there or something. But then JVC will like, oh, I got plenty of detail. Yeah. I know. I'm <laughs> they're, I, they're all I know. great. Like, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's what I find, too. It's just like everyone gets, like, so attached to the one or the other that, oh, yeah. I made the right decision. And honestly, with these ones, it's like there's no, like, right or wrong decision as to which one you go with and like you're saying if it's not side by side you wouldn't even know right. there was a difference between the two of them you right. like get in the no car way. It's drive like across go- town like we talked about earlier it's like i could have a jvc at one and a sony at another if i didn't tell you which one was which you'd lose you'd, you'd have no idea which was which just off the drive across town yeah and except if you had to wait for the handshake between the projector and the and your source, then you would know which it was because JVC takes forever. I was like, really? what is wrong with this thing? The newer ones, I think they have a faster handshake. Yeah. But literally the music for the movie, like, you know, if you got that Columbia pictures thing or what's the one that goes universal, the one that goes a yep. globe and yep, the, yep. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear the music and everything before you actually see it because oh, there's really? a handshake issue. Uh, like not an issue, but it just takes so long for that handshake to happen. <laughs> in the hdmi one between the jvc and the receiver versus the sony and the receiver yeah so the first few times i thought i ruined something or i was like you know how the jvc they have like the hide button so it just blacks everything out so it doesn't show any picture right i thought i'd press something like that because nothing was coming up on my screen i'm like oh no there's something wrong with my new projector (laughs) right yeah i get that a little i get i I get it a lot with the lumogen to the sony there's a decent handshake there that you'd be like when you start it off. I don't miss anything. I might get like, like a second. I'll miss oh, okay. of a, of the opening thing, and like the music will come up, and then bam, there you go. You got the image. So it's not like I'm like sitting there listening to something and not seeing it. It's literally like a second. 
it's not really that big a deal. Oh no, this one's longer. I should next time be like time and give you time. Yeah. Here it is. There you go. But <laughs> yeah, this long. That's just the, the. I think the projectors have to catch up to the tech. They're sending so much information. That's the problem. Yeah. It's you know, it's how do you do that? I I guess go into the two point one or the two point two or whatever HDMI two whatever the net the latest one is. Supposedly that helps. Um, that's one yeah, of the I things with that. the Lumigen and Mad VR. It's supposed to compensate for that stuff too and help you with that stuff so that you, you know, it, it can smooth a little bit of that out if you program it right. Mm. But I, I don't really find an issue with it. My, I mean, I get, I get handshake issues every now and then, but nothing major. Nothing major. Yeah. I haven't missed anything. Put it that way. Oh, I've, I've <laughs> missed the beginning of some stuff every once in a while. Like, you know, some movies start off right away and you're like, it starts in a scene and it's like, oh, I can't see anything right now. Yeah, like Wakanda Forever. Oh, Wakanda, is that how, yeah. Yeah, that starts right away. You start out with uh, Shuri. Um, there's oh. no there's no opening. There's no nothing. It just comes in right behind her. So if you have a oh. if you have a slower handshake, you'll be like, did I miss the entire opening? No, no, right, that's yeah. just her. She's coming right in. Because I oh, thought okay. that, and I don't have a handshake issue, and I'm like, what happened? But I, I forgot that that's how the movie starts. Ah. So, yeah. And they, they say the newer uh, JVCs are better at that. Like, it's a slow, it's a faster handshake. Than, yeah. Because I think there's... That there's, has more uh, of the HDMI format. Yeah. Or they may change their uh, chip setup or something. But yeah, I, I, then I looked online, and it's like, oh well, yeah, JVCs are notorious for this. Whatever chipset or whatever they use, yeah. it's a slow handshake. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny in terms of uh, Black Panther? That was one of the movies that I, I was actually comparing on my projector versus my OLED screen. That was like one of the few that I'd watched on both. Oh, yeah. And then on that, you really see that OLED pop. My mm-hmm. goodness. It was like, it was like, wow. Like, it's so noticeable. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. That's one of the movies I went to when I got um, my Lumigen. And then when I got the OLED. I wanted to see how my theater um, did. And I was seeing some stuff on my theater that I was like, I wasn't happy with. And it happens um, a little bit in Black Panther. It happens in a a little bit in um, uh, New Mutants. There's, I I don't know if you've seen that. Okay. So, you know, the open, oh, you haven't seen that one? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. So there's a nighttime snowy opening scene. And the girl in it hides inside of a tree at the opening, right? Like her dad hides her into the into an opening at the bottom of a tree. Okay. And it's yeah. very dark in that tree. And when you're if your black levels aren't right, you'll get some like you'll see the outline around her face because it has a hard time doing that gradation between the deep black behind her of the tree and then the right. light that's on her face. And just like in that scene in Black Panther in the opening, when he goes down to take out the, in the jungle and yes. And so like you see their faces and sometimes they, they look like a little bit overly lit for being that dark there. And it's because your display might be having trouble doing that gradation because it's such a dark scene. Right. So I had issues with that. Not substantial. I mean, it wasn't bad, but when we watch these things over and over, you're like, I could improve on that. So when I got the Lumigen, I was like, wow, that looks a lot better. And then after multiple viewings, I'm like, still doing it a little bit, right? Right. I got the OLED and I'm like, I, I put that scene on on the OLED and I was like, okay, that's just what the scene does. And it's like, it's right, it's yeah. one for one. I'm like, all right, that's what it's supposed to look like. 
Same with New Mutants. And you're like, oh, okay, that that looks, everything's there. Could it be improved? Probably better TV, better this, better that. But for what I have, I'm like, I'm yeah. getting what I'm supposed to be getting. And it's like, I'm almost to the point where I'm like, just, I don't think I can get better. I could get a better black level. I could get better this or that with an improvement on my projector. But I'm like, I'm seeing what I'm supposed to see. And I'm right. Like, yeah. But that was one of the ones for sure. Sean, what are you doing? Stop being silly, buddy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Have fun at basketball. <laughs> you can say bye. You want to say bye to DJ? You can hear him too. Bye. Oh, he's inviting me? Oh. You say bye to DJ too? Bye. Bye, Sean. Bye. Yeah, this yep. is Sean. Yeah. Sean. Bye, Sean. <laughs> Have fun at basketball. <laughs> Yeah, these kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the TV stuff, right? It's just kind of... I'm going to hit some threes. You're going to hit some threes? Go do it. Five of them? All right. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, when, you know, when you're still a kid. It's like, that's a big distance when you're young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> underhand. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that two-handed underhand? Oh, yeah. Diaper they shot, get it they up so you it. can hit. You can actually get to the. You yeah. know, uh, oh, remember yeah. when you're when they were younger and they're like standing underneath the net and two hand oh. toss up to try to actually hit the rim, right? Oh yeah, yep. I, I get yeah. Hmm. Lots of those stories too. People stuffing <laughs> oh, yeah. it in my face because they were all older guys playing. I was playing with. I'm like that's the only way I could shoot. <laughs> it's like <laughs> splat. I'm like, all right, I gotta learn how to shoot like this so they can't just whack it down on me. Oh yes, yeah. Ugh, Get the but, fade away a little bit and all that jazz. That's what oh, you're yeah. trying to. You'll be watching videos and how do I do that and how do I do this? Oh, and, kids now, yeah. It's like I, you just had nuts. to do it back then. You just had to watch people do it and then do it. Try to duplicate it. There was no watching oh, like, a video. Uh, yeah, like if you watch now, like you know, back in the day, you'd see the Gretzky or someone do something. Hmm. You couldn't actually see what they're doing. No, one is like 480. Yeah, like you, it was a blur, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was still as fast. But now, like they have the slow mo cameras and all this stuff, and you see exactly the way the stick is going. Like, mm. like it's nuts. And then they watch online and they just like try to figure out how to do a bunch of these moves that before to us would just be like magic. <laughs> so, do you remember the movie Young Blood? I have watched that Lowe. years ago. Rob yeah. Lowe, right? That's yeah. like years ago. Cynthia yeah. Gibb, Rob Lowe, Patrick Swayze, uh, Patrick Swayze. Uh, I think. Is Keanu, Keanu Reeves is in that one. Um, there's a few people in that one. But anyways, you remember when he does that thing with the stick where he holds it, he picks the puck up off the ice and he goes back and forth like this with it, like, like yeah, flips it around. The puck stays on the blade of his stick and he flips it around back and forth and up and down and back and does all of these things. And the puck never comes off his stick. I watched that scene over and over when I was a kid in my bedroom. And I sat in my bedroom with a puck, watching the puck fly across the room. And I, I worked <laughs> at it window. for like a week, every day, every spare moment. And I would sit there and I'm like, what are they doing? And when, and it's one of those things that like just watching that video, like you said, a 480 video, I had it on tape. And you're just like trying to get it, whatever he's doing. Nobody's telling you anything. But all of a sudden, one day I got the, you felt it. Puck never came off and I, and, and it clicked and I was like, <gasps> And now I'm like, I, I was like, I did it. I yeah. did it. But it was like, it, there was no, it was nothing in the video. It was just me watching. Like, I guess it can be done. Cause you knew it wasn't special effects, especially back then. Um, yeah. Not on that movie. 
But I, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like just like kids now, but now they get to watch even better with the tech that we have now. And then they can, hopefully they can duplicate it. And that's why athletes are getting so much better. All of this stuff. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like all it's that, so yeah, all the little things. They can see all the little things that the athletes do. Some of the stuff that the athletes probably don't even know that they're doing. They just do it because it just comes to you in the moment, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and but it, like, uh, but if you don't know how to do it, or your body hasn't figured it out, like that movement, you won't know how how they do it. And now you you see it in slow mo, and you see all the different deeks and stuff that they're doing, and my. Sean, he'll be, oh, did you see that guy's deke? He did this and then he did this and they're replicating the deeks and they're like, yeah. And then they, they watch it like 10 times, but they can watch it in slow-mo and see how the stick goes and yep. like, oh yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? It's, and it makes them better athletes when they get to that age. And then, you know, how can they advance from there? Oh, fun. And, and then that's all. And that's always, you know, there's always that, that discussion of who's the greatest of all time or like, you know, in each sport, like this one and this time. It's like you can't compare in that sense because what was available to a certain person at a certain time yeah. is not what's available to the newer generation. And then, you know, it keeps on changing, right? The training, like, yeah. you know, back in the day, some of these guys, like they're working at nine, like, you know, they're working a shift and then they're going to play for the team. Right. Oh, right? yeah. It wasn't like your career. Like that's not what you were training for. It was something you did, but it's not like yeah, that's all you did, right? Yeah. And you didn't train like ten hours a day to do it. No, no, and it it's funny too because like now think of that like our home theaters. I've had a theater since the eighties. Mm-hmm. My early theater theater was a Frankenstein, right? You just <laughs> yeah. did what you had to do to get a, a, some semblance, but then probably by mid nineties. I rel- I can honestly say my theater has pretty much been what it is now to the level of what's available, mm-hmm. right? Like my price point really hasn't changed. Just the tech has come to my price point has changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like the, the amount of, you know, I don't know, I, the prices or whatever you want to call it. But the, if you were to rank, what you would consider like a high end, middle end, low end theater. I'm, I'm always right in that middle ground. And it's yeah. like in, in, you know, compared to everybody else in the world, like most people, people would think it's high end, but it's really not when you know what else is out there. And it's the oh, same, yeah. <laughs> like back in the nineties and you know, mid nineties, it was like, people were like, this is like crazy stuff. Like, why would you do all this? Well, it's not really that much. Cause you see what else is out there. And it's mm-hmm. kind of the same of what I got going on now, you know. And it's like, oh, I used to love uh, hooking up stereos to the TV, so you got better sound yeah. coming out of it. Yeah, hardly anyone did that, and I'd be like, "Oh, there's a stereo here. here watch this." Yeah. You know, you get the RCA cable, yep. hook it up to it, and like it sounds so much better, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Oh yeah, wait. Well, I think in my first AVR, I just remembered I had a Denon way back when. It was a, like a high current one. My buddy was like, okay, he used to do like stage setups and stuff like that for concert, like, you know, high school concerts and plays and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's like, okay, get a Denon, uh, high current. They give you the, like, you know, it has the juice behind it too. You don't need it. You don't need all the wattage. He's like, if you have the current and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember I set it up and I had one stray speaker wire. And it would go into thermal protection mode. <laughs> oh, I blew geez. a fuse on it yep. within the second day of it. Yeah, it was like, what's going out. on? 
Yep. And like, you know, I, I knew nothing about this kind of stuff at that time. I just kind of hooked it up, took it back to the shop and like, oh, you just blew a fuse. They fixed it. Like, you know, my display went out, everything went out, right? Like it wouldn't, I was like, oh my goodness, a brand new receiver. It was like, you know, it's not entry level. What the, what the heck's wrong with this thing? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it looks like it had a stray. You probably most likely had a spray spe- uh, stray speaker wire that just shorted the thing out. Yep. That's I still have that thing. That's got to be like close to 20 years old though. I just have it sitting in the dining room. Just mm. use it as a stereo AB. I still have my Rotel, which is almost 20 years old now. I have a oh, Rotel, yeah. Uh, yeah, receiver. Uh, I don't even know if that works anymore, but I just have it because it's at the time it was like that was my end goal, my end game receiver. I always wanted a Rotel, Rotel separates. And this was the first receiver I ever bought that had pre out so that I could do that mm. separate road. I never end up doing it because the money I spent on that in like early 2000s, um, it was like, okay, I'm going to have this one for a while. And then HDMI got invented. <laughs> and it was like, okay, well, this is outdated. Yeah. So y- you never know. And it's like, so I say to people all the time, like nothing's final in this hobby. <laughs> it's like, well, the only thing I find is like, if you just, if you get a good amp, like power amps, amp, yeah. that, though, that'll stay AVRs. Yeah. Speakers, it, same thing. Speaker, a good speaker. All you're looking yeah. to do is reproduce the sound. And if you have a good one, it's doing good reproduction of sound. You really can't improve upon that too much. Yeah. Um, speakers last a while. Amplifiers last a while. It's just power to the source. You know, that's yeah. all that is. Now it's where you get into like the manipulation and the, you know, the, um, whatever codecs room are correction. involved yeah. or room correction or there's a million things that go into a, a receiver and the processor. And, you know, that's, that's one of the advantages of separates is that. You know, you can get a higher end, you know, you're more future proof because I'm like, I don't need amps. I got those. Yeah, so. you can uh, you can change the brain out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah, brain transplant exactly. system, right? Yeah, buy the smarter version, <laughs> the brain. Yeah. Um, oh, do you find that uh, when someone asks you, when they they ask for a recommendation of what what you would recommend for a system, what do you normally go with? I usually go with a 5.1. I just tell them. You know, if they're not super into a home theater, mm-hmm. I just find I I just recommend get a good five point one setup. Well, I start with what's your budget and what's your goal. Like, do you want do you want to be able to expand? Yeah. And if they say, what does that mean? Um, that usually means uh, if they say, what does that mean? Typically, I find that means they want to expand. I know the conversation is going to go in that direction because if it, when you say, if somebody's just looking for better sound and go, what do you recommend? And you go, well, well, do you want to expand? They immediately will shut you down and say, no, they're like, cause they don't even like that idea. So 5.1 wouldn't work for them. And I usually just point them to a sound bar. And if they want to have some rear channel, you know, action, I'll, I'll point them in, you know, what's your budget and I'll get a sound bar with rear channel set up for them and they'll be happy as a clamp. Right. Yeah. Um, but most of it has to do with like, how involved do you want to get? How involved do you want this system to get? And do you expect, do you plan on like maybe upgrading? Like, do you have a feel for the, do you want to do something with this? And if they say, yeah, like, oh, that sounds interesting. There's more. Yeah. But you don't have to start there. And then I, then I'll point them in a five, one system. But I think most people are five, one systems a little more complicated than they want. And if you just present them with that, 
it's almost a non-starter because you like you put a speaker here, speaker here, and you run the wires <laughs> and both of them. They're like, "What did you do to my living room?" Oh, yeah. You're like, "Hey, you start off easy and be like, maybe if they go with the soundbar with the rear channels, and then maybe a year or two later they go, I want to upgrade. Oh, you do? Well, now you said this is what it takes, and then you uh, go yeah. that. But yeah, it, there's a. I mean, soundbar. I mean, five one is that's that's. That can be a big undertaking for most people. <laughs> yeah. And I was just thinking like when someone asks for a home theater, like mm. a basic home theater thing. Yeah. I usually go like if you, I'm like, okay, do you really, okay. If you're looking at home theater, home theater, I'd probably like, how crazy yeah. do you want to go? And for most people I find five, one, like from my experience, it's all you need. Them, five, one is all you need. I'm like, I, I just tell them like, honestly, like they'll come, like they'll, they'll look and see the Atmos speakers and they see the, they'll right. see the SVS sitting there. I'm like, honestly, Yes, the subs do help. I'm not going to... I like the sub is a huge yeah. part of the experience, especially in movies. Well, that's the point one. You need that. It's like, that's yeah. part of the five one. You should have a sub in there. And it's like, that's important. And it's like, and then you it, don't need overheads. You don't need rear channels. You don't need on any yeah. of that. It's like, that's a nicety. And it's fun when you get it, but you need yeah. time to know that, to appreciate it. Because if you don't know anything about home theater, you don't know about the experience you're not going to be able to tell Atmos from 5.1. Right. Yeah. You just be, you're going to be blown away by the sound. And then I find for most movies, honestly, like 5.1, when I listen to it, like, you know, you listen to Atmos or something, just 5.1 when I didn't have my Atmos in the ceiling for a while, had everything unplugged. And it's like, you know, you forget. Yeah. 5.1 is pretty good. It's just like majority of the stuff is there. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I mean, honestly, you could say two channel, like for the front left and right, if you don't have a center, when yeah. you do the phantom center, all the majority of your information is right in front of you anyways. Right. Right. And then you fill in the base to fill in the sound. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. The base fills the room, gives you that more, it, like it, it really rounds it out, but the Atmos speakers d- does exactly what I want those floor speakers to do. Right. That's going to help <laughs> pull that base level sound that you have out of your fives or sevens it, around you. It's going to pull something up and give you that like oh wow that did go up there and now that's why i said like if we get floor speakers to pull our attention down for a second to give that perception of something that's below you um that's all it's really for you could still get that sensation in a movie in a 5-1 because you like if the plane flies up there and your eyes see it go up there and your sounds like it could be going up there you're gonna fill in the blanks and go it went up there Oh yeah, your brain's right. gonna tell your brain's you gonna tell you all that. So that's why five one works great. If the sound goes under you, you're gonna feel like it went under you, even though we don't have those speakers there. But it it's nice to add that little bit of extra detail so that when your brain does think it, oh wow, it really did. Wow, that's amazing. It's just more in depth, more detailed version of of what you're already interpreting, anyways. Right. So, yeah. Hey, what are you gonna go forty? Add those, uh, you know, on. Uh... Is it AVS? Someone's got the wind, yeah, wind effects and stuff like that. Yeah, the wind, all of the, yeah, the all the the seat, the D box seat. Oh, D box. That's no. I that's went to theater. I remember doing going to theater for D D box and checking it out one time. I think we watched. It's cool. I don't what's that newer home. Suicide Squad? There is the is the new one the Suicide Squad. I forgot which one it was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new ones. The, so whatever the, the newer one was. Yeah. Cause I hadn't seen the old one and I just went to watch the newer one. The newer one was actually, it was a, it was a fun movie to watch, but I watched it in D box. And then I ended up turning the effect down. It was fun. Yeah. But I was like, okay, it's too much for me. Like I don't need yeah. 
and I'm like, sure. I know some people will probably love it, right? Yeah, it's but a amusement like, okay, park ride that me. just doesn't end. Yeah. You know, like, oh my God. Oh, oh. Like a half hour show, like a Mandalorian. I, I know, I remember when uh, Mandalorian first came out and I saw a review on D-Box and all that way back then. They've been around for a long time. And they're like, oh, you can watch Mandalorian in it. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That It's already available on, you know, Mandalorian had just come out. And I'm like, that actually would work because that's a half hour, you know, half hour, 40 minute show. It's a little bit more, it creates a little bit more interaction on a streaming service, but mm-hmm. a two hour movie. Imagine sitting through Endgame like that, the whole three oh. hours. Like, <laughs> Especially oh. with all the big fight scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, oh, that's you get blown like, out of your neck. seat. Yeah, exactly. It's like seat belted in. Oof. <laughs> have you ever tried bass transducer those transducer things i haven't no. i haven't tried those i i've been in a theater like i said dolby cinema has them i liked them there you kind of need them in a bigger room but in my actual theater i don't want them i was i was actually just talking to ara a couple of weeks ago about that and like he's like you should try them i'm like ara i'm like you should try my room without them because you think you have them and there's there's different feelings. If you need them, it's a great way to get what you need, right? If you mm-hmm. can't get that feel, like a, a situation like John has at his house in his living room, it's a little harder to get because it's so big and open. It's hard to get that pressurization. It's hard to get that feel in that room. So it's a great ad for that. But in my room, it's like most recently, I said it during Avatar when I reviewed the latest avatar movie in the theater, they had those transducers in the seats at IMAX. And what I found was by the end of the movie, I was like, wow, it's never dawned on me before because I'd never had the experience I have in my theater and then Mm -hmm. gone and used the transducers. What ends up happening is every bass sound comes up through your butt. (laughs) And that's not how bass works, right? Because sometimes you'll get a vibration that comes up through your butt you know, the ground will shake and you'd be like, and you're like, Ooh, I felt that. But then a gunshot would, you'd feel that in punch chest. in your uh, chest. Yeah. Right. Or you'll feel like it'll be that bad. And you'll like your pant legs will move. It'll be like, Poof. like you'll feel that. And it's not necessarily loud, but you'll get that boom. Like, wow. That's there's different sensations to the different bases. If you base notes, yeah. if you use transducers, Every bass note's up in your chair and that's it. And it got, after a while, I was like, oh my God, watching Avatar, I was like, that's not what that's supposed to sound like, feel like. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, they, like they, some, there'd be a big explosion and you'd want that punch because they'd have the blast come at you or whatever. And all you got was a in your butt. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Why is the wait. bass hitting me in the back here when it yeah. came from here? And it's like, yeah. So. I mean, it, it's a good substitution if you need it. It's a great, I should, I'm sorry. It's a great substitution if you need it, but it is still just a substitution. It's a compromise over the actual event, Base. over the actual feel. Yeah. I know. Yeah. This one, I remember watching Interstellar. That was with yeah. these subs on. And I didn't realize it had that bass scene in there. How, <laughs> how, how much bass is there? And this is. Same cousin and the kids. New Year's. Yeah. This is when I get all my movies. Does in, he have a right? leave? <laughs> no, no. He's they're just here during Christmas, and that's oh, the way. Okay. And there's been a few years that I've actually had time off work, so we could actually we were actually able to watch some more movies and stuff like that when they were down. And then 
yeah, that was New Year's Day, and we watched it. And I, I was like, the kids were younger then too. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is a lot of base for, for like you know, the youngest ones are probably like four or something. I'm like, hmm, this is a little, this is basier than I thought it was. I was, I was like, it's awesome, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was one one that you could actually feel your pants, your yeah, legs yeah. flapping, and when they're really going right. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you get the full base feel there. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, with the wall here, like, honestly, like, you know how we, we joke about Rob being at like, you know, a one on the amp yeah, yeah. on his, uh, I, yeah, I'm at minus 20 something DB on mine right now. On right? Your receiver? Like, they're hard, like, no, on my, uh, on the SVS, the subwoofers. Oh, oh okay. Oh, like, your, you know, their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. volume. And I'm oh. like, they're not doing anything. Like, yeah. They're barely working. <laughs> They're barely yeah, they working. barely they barely even know they're on right at minus right. twenty dB of their on their amplifiers. Yeah, I was like, if I turn it to zero, what is going to happen in this room? Right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The subs will be fine, but your room is just going to go boom. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll test out my uh, construction. How well I did the construction on everything. Yeah. Exactly. And we, maybe we'll see how secure those panels. Those like that, yeah, panels those, are back. Your Atmos speakers will just fall right out of the ceiling. Yeah, those wires straight down. Yeah, you know, for that those panels behind me, the thing that worked out so great was that they actually ended up. I, I'm not sure why, but they ended up being the same height. Yeah. It's too uh, right. I don't know. It was like it's not a preformed piece of wood that I use for those. I, I have no idea how I ended up cutting them to the same size. Same it worked length. out. Yeah. Man. Right. Because uh, it's like one in front of the other, and they both worked it worked out perfectly yeah because normally they're horizontal and now they're just sitting up vertical instead so uh, and it works out nice that one up a six inches. <laughs> yeah well it's like six inches and nine inches so they've got like a good good amount of support in there yeah. but yeah it was funny because there's actually uh right in front of it is my platform the platform is about 10 inches off the ground mm-hmm. so you have like the so you have the the sound panel this way and then you have the platform cutting across at 10 inches so and then you have the sofa there as well. Yep. So Perfect. that helps. Uh, yeah. Whatever so I'm gets like, okay. you by. Oh, and then uh, if, before putting the projector up there, I did a lot of uh, shaking those right. panels around to make Testing sure the it. panel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put the projector up there and be like, "Whoop, that didn't work." <laughs> oh, exactly. Like, now I need a new projector. <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, mm, I don't feel like upgrading. Like since, like you know, like not right now. <laughs> no. And like I haven't even hadn't even dialed this projector, and every time it's like, oh, we're gonna wait till the room's done, and it's been like what a couple of years, and stuff keeps on changing, and it's like, you're almost there. The... Yeah, right. you got you got till your daughter's birthday. I know I got to get those. I got to build some columns for the the guy bought some in wall speakers to. Oh, okay. To do the uh, yep. side, surrounds because because it's it's not a wide room, so there's not a like right now. I only have two of the chairs in here. The there's a third recliner that i normally have in here like a home theater chair so there's not a whole lot of room by the wall and the recliners the Mm. home theater chairs so the surrounds like there's not a big walkway to the back row that's all right who's walking around i know but getting there watching a movie my kids are like because they're still younger they've like conked their heads bonked their heads on the bottom of the speakers yeah that's funny speakers have been okay Kids had needed ice, but uh, there you go. <laughs> it's how did the room survive? It's like the kid will know, don't do that again, and your room's yeah. okay. So, all a learning experience. 
Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, that's the next thing. I'm like, oh, how am I going to make the, those columns? What's the, you know, how big, how big do you make the columns? How wide? They're only going to be four inches deep. So then that way that gives an, at least another six inches of walkway space yeah. between the seat and the back row. Yeah. And then it's like, do I do it a little bit in front of the row, behind the row? You know, all that jazz. It's just make them adjustable. That's yeah. I'm going through the same thing. Yeah. And just trying to figure out how to manipulate everything. But it is what it is. Everything happens for a reason, Gorinda. Yeah. I, I'm thinking for your room, it's kind of like, you know, you're going to have to get that shell all made and then start trying out the different uh, uh, subwoofer positions and stuff like that. And then see. Yeah. Where everything lands, right? To get your final positions for everything. Well, I'm hopefully making everything so that, like, especially with the false front and rears, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, I'll get the shell made and get some, I just want to get some sound in there. Not even dialed in, just literally loud sound so that I could see how loud this can get. Right. And how well the room can handle it. And then just keep building from there and be like, okay, I got to tighten up this area here or do this, whatever. But I think just separating it is going to take care of most of that. Well, that's good. So, yeah. That'll be soon enough. <laughs> I hope It'll be so. here before you know it. I know. I know. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to just getting to get my hands on it and, you know, start building. We're getting closer. So I think Carl's going to beat you to the punch though. Right. Is that right? I don't know. It's a race. Yeah. I'm not racing, it's race, him, but right? it's like, it's just a matter of, I know how long he's been at it and issues that you can have. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who gets there. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not rushing anything, but we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, my son wants me there. That's for sure. <laughs> he wants you out. <laughs> yep. He wants you out. Exactly. So we'll get there. Yeah. All right. You ready to All wrap right. this up? Yeah, three, well, we hit over, over three, three hours there, right? Yeah, I'm looking at 3.15 we've been on, 3.16 wow. we've been going. Chop off a little beginning, a little bit of editing in the middle. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> good times. Good times, You met Miranda. the family. Can See, you... I'm not just the Grim. You remember uh, years ago I had uh, uh, Tom on uh, AV Rant, is Grinder the Grim. Oh, <laughs> no. And you were nervous about doing this. I was, uh, yeah, it was like... You, I was like, oh, I, I, it, I love saying that to people because they're so nervous that like, I don't know if I can do it. And then they come on here and like yourself, you're like setting records for people been on here. And it's like, you just, you just have fun. We're just having, it. just got to be Tom, you know, that's all. No. Yeah. Oh, you beat Tom. You beat Tom. We just, no, but, but Tom was close. It was around three hours. Cause normally he's over. like, you know, yeah. on AV rant, it's always like, Tom's always like, got to wrap it up, got to wrap it up. And then he was on bright side and then he was over three hours I three think, hour. yeah we were, he was the first person it was the first time i did an over three hour podcast now right, i go yeah. over three hours with steve and john almost monthly we'll do a three I, and I a half hour say, yeah. we're not getting your money's worth lately you know it's under three hours <laughs> under three hours yeah there you go <laughs> well one thing i was gonna say i love that you don't you don't have all those ads like the monetization I don't have any right? ads the, <laughs> are you right like in uh on the thing same with av rant it's because a lot yeah. of times I like listen, like sometimes I listen it through a, an app, just like a podcast app, but sometimes I'm watch, just have it on YouTube. Yeah. And then if I'm in the car, then I don't have to worry about now I got to listen to the ad because I'm driving and I can't press the skip button. Right? Yeah. Oh, I know. You can't fast forward or anything. You just got to 
listen to it. And yeah, no, I don't, I'm not doing anything like that. I listened yeah. to a Tom Brady, the Tom Brady podcast recent, the one that just came out with him and Bill Belichick was on it, but it's, uh, it's mediated or whatever, hosted by, what is it? Jim Gray or whatever his name is. It, but he, right in the middle of like, Tom and his parents would be talking and then Jim would be like, and this is brought to you by blah, 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 blah. And oh. he starts going on. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm like, he literally interrupted his, him and his father, Tom Brady and his father saying something like, Oh and, goodness. Yeah. And you're like, wow. And it, it, it wasn't like interjected like later after the fact you could tell it's like, like you could hear the father stop talking and you're like, Oh, oh well, my God. Yeah. It's like, but they have to do it. It's all corporate and it's all, it, they're, they're not there to have a conversation. They're there to make money. You well, know? that's like one, uh, one of the tech ones I listened to this week in tech. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes, but he'll usually wait, uh, before he puts the ads in, like, you know, yeah. and, but he'll be like, Oh, we got to pay the sponsors. Right. Like, you know, it'll be kind of that, but it'll be usually be in between subjects every once in a while. He's got like, if they've gone too long without their, uh, prerequisite ads he'll have to like interrupt but usually i find he'll kind of try to find a a space like a little right. bit of a gap or a switch a little segue yeah segue yeah like oh nice segue into this right and it's like yeah i mean i don't I, I just like i mean i talk about the stuff i like and if that comes off as an ad well guess that that means i like it a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's what i have and i like it so yeah whatever but all right all right yeah. We'll get out of here. I got to get some dinner. Same here. <laughs> uh, I know. And I, I got to get, get some, you know, rejuvenate the vocal cords here. It's been, oh. So, yeah. Corinda, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Was looking forward to this ever since you said, my family wants me to do it. <laughs> and then, did you think that they'd show up on the podcast? <laughs> no. No, but that was funny. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. Was like, and that answers your question about if you're going to listen back, because now they're going to make you listen back. Because they're going to yeah, be like, Dad, put it on, put it on. I want to hear. I want to hear. Get to the part where I am. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. except for the little one. The little guy, he's always so shy. He doesn't want to hear himself or anything. The Garinda family is going to pile in the car and go for a three-hour and 20-minute drive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll try not to listen to it <laughs> good luck yeah all right we're out of here right. have a great week a everybody evening. we'll be back on friday with uh i'll be back on friday with john and steve uh until then go push play hey fred this has been a hey fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.